What's going on, everybody? Uh, new episode of the Soul Searching Podcast. This is Soulful Mike here. I'm going to have everybody go around, and we got a super special guest in the building today. It's uh, Roll 179, BX all day. We got Roll here. It's the Kid J Manifesto, aka Joey Gold. Got a special guest right here. So much fuck, what's going on? Former yeah. NBA yeah. player. So much fuck. I'm going to play him one-on-one after this. That <laughs> <laughs> thing. Uh, we going to start off with the Rock'em and Knock'em segment. In this yeah. segment, what we do is we take certain shoes, we take them at their retail price, and we decide if we're going to rock them, that means we're going to buy them at retail price, we're going to rock with them, or we're going to knock them. Leave them there. First shoe we got the Curry Three, the luxury edition. Frisbee <laughs> them shit. Skip that, man. Why are we gonna skip that, please? Oh, oh, I ain't see him yet. Hold on. There you go. Oh, oh, the re, the re- no, sir. <laughs> What's the no price? What's the, price? The, the retail, the retail on these is one fifty. Oh my god. Okay, so wait, wait. Let the roast session begin. Everyone can take a turn. Let me start. Let me start. I will save three hundred dollars. Get two pairs, throw one in the ocean, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, throw, and throw the other pair on top of the telephone. <laughs> oh my god, yo. We had, we had to have the row session on these. <laughs> these look like somebody's couch. Time out, time out. Yo, Stephen Curry has a history of coming out with bad shoes. Yeah. 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 Like, why? I mean, why am I surprised, but. But that's it's under awful, armor, though. It's under that, armor. Like, when they said it looked like the back of a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait. These are the new joints. Oh, nah. That they got a, they got a playoff yeah, edition. Yeah, they, they have a playoff, playoff edition. edition. Yeah. This is gross. You got to frisbee them shits. Like, <laughs> like, you know when they, like, the, the, the shot pull, like, boom, boom. Like, <laughs> look, it looked like, look like a giant water bug or something. What's going on? The thing is, too, this is probably a size nine. Because this is the sample size for the photo so like this is really bad but it's the luxury it's edition who is the model that model yeah, though your lifestyle I, I don't know who the person is he got paid. Uh, nah he didn't show his face he didn't show his face nah this is some Hoffman cool they took a couch and was like yo we got this the type of lifestyle you find is that you cosplay as a roachman these are just bad Eric Kmart or something I just had to get that out there. All right. Now we now we really going to get into it. Yeah, now we're going to get serious. Yeah, gonna get serious. Right. Our first ones is the Jordan 11 Lowe's coming out this Saturday. Carolina Blues. Retail for these is at $175. I'll pass on the color, man. Color's no Carolina soft. Blues. Color's too soft. How y'all feel about these 11? I like them. You gonna rock them? Remember, retail is one seventy five. Not for no one seventy five. That's where you get her. I'm going knock them. That's where you get her. If it wasn't one seventy five, I'm with them. Yo, can't you drive out to Westbury Commons to get those for like seventy dollars, man? (laughs) Two, two. Nike stove? Yeah, yeah. After, after, in a few months. After they come out. I think we already... Kid, how we feeling? Wait, wait. Kid, how we feeling? Here we go. Here we go. I have to preface that I feel personally that the 11 is probably one of the most comfortable sneakers I've ever had in my life. Can I stop you? Let's stop you real quick. Mike, can you just remind him that there was a woman in a commercial advertising 
On a bike. <laughs> on a bike. And that Wearing old 11. Jerry was those, jiggy as fuck. That old Joe was in 11. He's wearing those exact And white and pink. The white and pink ones. Yo, that old lady was jiggy as fuck, though. So I don't know. Are we rocking them or knocking them, kid? How we feeling? Come on, we need an answer. Jordans is too damn expensive. Mm-hmm. The rent is too damn high. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jordan, Jordan prices is too damn high oh. for giving us the same shit that they've been giving us. And it's, I feel like it's the same shit again. Yeah. Like, yo, I love these sneakers. I would get them. But for 175 dog, like, you're not going to say that. Nah, price yeah. word. You got to stay at my price range. All right, so we got one rock. Everybody else is knocking them? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm knocking them until they in the Nike. Uh, <laughs> Nike town? Uh, the Nike outlets? Yeah, Nike outlets. Outlet. <laughs> I'm knocking them until then. Okay, cool. <laughs> next one we got is the copper foam. Coming out next Monday. Those is Chris. It's hard. Retail on these is two thirty. I'm speaking first on this one. I am rocking them. These are my like personal grill. I remember when I first got these. The exact price was two seventeen fifty two. I remember. I waited in the cold for three hours for these joints. I love them. Foams are indestructible. I remember that. Except for the sole. Yeah, the sole. The sole will come apart. That's mine. That's why I need these now. So the copper foam. For me, it's a rock. Rome, how we feeling? I'm rocking them, man. You're rocking I'm, them. I'm being, I'm being straight up. That is a classic shoe. I love the way it shines. It's just, it's just with the icy man. blue sole. With the icy blue sole too. They killed that. That's what tops it off. Oh wait, that's wait. what tops it off. Icy blue. Yeah, how you feel yeah, about yeah, the icy blue? blue. It's gonna turn yellow anyway. Yeah, yeah. How you feel about it? No, no, no. Those are tough. Yeah. You rocking them? Yeah, Bro, how we feeling? Okay. I never had phones before. These would be the I, ones. I think those would be the ones. I've had phones, but those. I love these. I never had phones. Before. Those look like a, a pretty penny right there. Yeah. 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 Literally. A pretty kid, how we feeling? Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. How we feeling? Don't do it, kid. Um, I'd rock them. Oh, oh. yes. That sounds reluctant. Let me let me be specific. I would. I don't know if, like, in my personal, like, style, because, like, I'm skinny as fuck, I wear, like, fitted jeans. I don't know, personally, I could get away with mm-hmm. it and feel, and feel comfortable in me. Be, you know, I can wear some black sweatshirts. Listen, I said, I, I can, I, I'm, it can be done, but I'm just living in my truth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living in my truth. I don't know if I could personally do it. Furthermore, I've said this, like, several, several times. Foam posits are like thought sneakers at this point. Here we go. Foam posits and harachis nah. are both thotty sneakers. I think not, I think that's not, that's not no more. They're not foams no more. I think foams are losing their thotness. Yeah. yeah. And they're going the back to they're going yeah. back to I think Jordans are more thotness than uh, foam posits. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, take off my glasses. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. oh yeah, that's a I mean, as an, adult, right as, yo, as an adult, I don't condone people wearing Jordans anymore, man. 
As an adult, I mean. As an adult, I grew up in the fact, I can understand your statement, but as an adult, I have a deeper understanding for what Jordans mean. What Jordans stood for as an icon in the NBA. So when I do wear Jordans, I don't wear Jordans to be, to like adhere to someone's popularity or why like Jordans as like a trend. I wear them because I understand like Space Jam, there was like a seminal moment in that movie that he had these sneakers on. If I wear um my flu games, there was a seminal moment in the bas in his basketball <laughs> career that made those Jordans important. The reason why I say foam posits are dot sneakers, because during 2006 oh, yeah. to like 2010, there was an extreme influx of foam posits. Every yeah. single yeah. fucking week. And granted, <laughs> Jordans came out every single fucking week, but there was a different number that came out every single week. Nah, every single on. week, foam posits. Jordan came out with the same shoe for the past. 18 years. Right, but think about how long it took. Just, just a, di a different shade. So, right, this is just about, a different shade. I agree with your, your statement, but in between that time, there was, it, okay, it wasn't like every single Saturday there was a different pair of 11s coming out. Every okay. single Saturday there was a different pair of Jordans coming out, yes, which is oversaturated in its own right, but it's totally different from a pair of foam posits where every single week you got the it's exact same silhouette, yeah. just a different color. Mm -hmm. And that's what I define as a thought sneaker. <laughs> a Jordan won't, uh, okay, a, this, when was the last time a pair of these came out? Last time these came out, these Space Jams came out was 2009. Yeah. You can go find a pair of fucking foam posits. And, and the only like, thing different on those is what? The 45. The, and the 45 the in the back, And yeah. the stitcher. Okay, and I understand that, but th think about how much time between those two releases. Around 2009 to 2010, you had a foam posit every single week. <laughs> you had a foam posit on Tuesday, and you had a foam posit on Saturday. <laughs> Because they were thotty. I get what you're saying. Right, but how old are you? I'm 27. Oh, okay. Well, All right. You can still wear so you can still wear Jordans. <laughs> you, you, you get a pass. Man. So wait, so for you, then wait, wait. So time about this. So then, what's your cutoff point there for Jordans? For you personally? But uh, 30 year old man can't wear Jordans. He should not be wearing Jordans. Jordan. But you can step, step, okay. step your, okay. your, 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 your shoe game. A 30-year-old can cannot wear Jordans. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to understand. Okay. A 30-year-old cannot wear Jordans. Okay. But that same 30-year-old can wear a pair of Harachis or a pair of phone posits that are completely oversaturated in I'm that not, market. I'm not saying that. No, I'm, that's the question that I'm asking. I'm no, just asking if that's I mean, no. Because if to... that's the case, then a 30-year-old shouldn't wear anything Nike at this point. No, I'm saying, as long as you stand by that statement, I can respect that. I'm just saying, if that's the case, then 30-year-olds should definitely not wear Harajis Wait, at this point. But because are, those are oversaturated sneakers. Yeah. Um, in 2010, people 30-year-olds sh shouldn't be wearing no phone pods because that's an yeah, oversaturated yeah. sneaker. Still, yeah. So that, um, yeah. And, but that's what I mean by a thought sneaker. I don't necessarily mean by the fact that like they're like popular because that's what sneakers are. Sneaker culture is predicated on them being popular to be sold. That's the only reason why they get sold. What makes them a thought sneaker is the oversaturation of that particular sneaker. Of the foam posit silhouette was over, like oversold. Mm -hmm. That's think, why it's thotty. You know the Hirachi silhouette is oversold. You know what it is though? I know the, the behind, I know the business side. Of no, why I can understand Nike that. Nike did what they did. They're losing ground. Right. Nike is losing ground to Adidas, Reebok, 
Under Armour. Right, so they're trying to make so, their money so however they get it. they're trying to, you know, flood the market with something, whatever's hot at that moment. Right, but what, which I understand and I respect that as a, a business standpoint, but as a person that really appreciates sneakers and appreciates trends and sees corollaries, and maybe I'm like being comical about this, but nine times out of ten, if I see a chick in a pair of Harachis, yeah, she's wearing leggings. Yeah, okay, I'm, okay, I'm, 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 I'm just being stupid. But honestly, like, there's, there's a, there's a trend with like certain sneakers. Like, there's an oversaturation where like you can wear like same, like or you can get like the same silhouette at least twice a week, every week for a month. I guess my eyes are trained differently because I see. Oh no, it's I see, yeah, I see it's people true. wearing Jordans like all ages, and they were in them. Wearing them wrong. No, that's true. But, I mean, at all ages. But, but the argument is not the application of how a person's wearing no, them. I'm just but saying, Jordans in are. general. Right. Like, no. they're, they're like just a, a shoe that's being, I don't know, just destroyed. Right. Yeah. It's been I feel destroyed. where you're coming from on that. Girl. No, I understand it because there's kids that there's kids that I teach that wear their sneakers completely horribly. Oh, like, man. Like why? Yeah. Like do you, you, like, do you understand up. like the lineage that is attached to that sneaker? They don't know. No, they don't mm-hmm. get it. They don't know. They don't know through Mike. That's what I'm but saying. This this They're, is so getting to y'all point, but this is something that I can't stand, and I just have to bring it up. Being that y'all brought this up. What you're about to say? You wear Jordans with a Adidas track. I'm not gonna wear Jordans, <laughs> Adidas, Adidas pants, and a Nike shirt. I'm not and doing a Reebok that. Hat. I'm not doing that. I'm not, man. Oh. I hate that. That annoys me, man. It annoys me too. It annoys yo, that's me, man. We talk about that yes, all the time. All the time, yo, man. All it annoys. Time. And I'm so glad you brought that up, cause I needed to get get that out, man. And then they don't even wear Jordans that match the Adidas pants, no, like the no. same but, color. But that's if you like, want to wear red with with green Adidas sweats, are you still looking right. like Christmas? Come on, man. Come What's on, like, man. You, you, know, you look like you got beat up by a North Sea rat. For real, man. But that's why. Come on, man. I totally understand what you're saying about like what what's implied about like Jordans. But the reason why I say like, or I feel how I feel, is because I'm cut from like a different cloth. I was raised totally differently. I was raised to understand. First of all, I was raised where like I got one pair of sneakers once a year. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. took care of those sneakers. You make sure oh, yeah. those sneakers were together Definitely. all the time. All and then on top of that, I was also raised in a generation where we understood the impact of Jordan in pop culture, not just in the the, the realm of basketball. So when you were wearing a pair of Jordans, you were wearing a statement. And that's why, like, I guess I can, I look at it totally differently from someone who's, like, just wearing phone pads, but this doesn't understand, like, the context of, like, Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Or, like, whereas, like, Harachis and Dozens, like, they're not fucking running. Yeah. They're not, like, they're, they're not doing no cross training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't even understand what that <laughs> is. No There's no, they, mm-hmm. They're not doing nothing. They just out here this is crazy. wearing whatever sneakers is popular because they're right there and they're easily accessible. And that's mm-hmm. what makes a thought sneaker. So, but, but, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. I'm going to end up by saying, I believe a dope that should ever be wearing. I can respect that. Alright, we got we got one last one for the Rock of Monaco. Last one. The what the Ewings. What the Ewings? I ain't see those. I ain't see those. I already know what they look like. The retail for the what the Ewings is 150. Nope. I will let everyone take a pick. I'm personally knocking them. We gonna say no to those. Get the fuck out. 
Joe, oh, we gonna win those, right, Joe? We gonna win? Look at his face. He about to rock the I can't do it, man. I think Ewan is reaching too far. They had their little moment of shine, their little 15 minutes. I know, but I think he's done now. I think Ewan needs to go back into retirement with the shoes. That's what I'm saying. I think they live farther than their moment. I think. I don't think these are that bad. I, I wouldn't rock them. I don't think these are that bad. If these were another sneaker, put those with, on your feet. I think, I think the I little like girls put those kids, on your yes, feet. No. It was like a jump in the when You ain't coming back. They might already be so Listen. Things is heavy, man. I mean, you. we've seen like certain like Raph Simmons and stuff like that with yeah. a bunch of colors on them and yeah, shit yeah. like that. But not in you. I can imagine he's in person in a size 12. Oh, no. These sneakers only probably look good in a yeah, size exactly. nine and below. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Like I said, but nine girl, I'm all about sitting here is above a nine. I'm so. size thirteen. Yeah. I'm my size shits, eleven. I'm eleven and a half. So. I'm not really I'm mad good. at these. I'm not gonna buy them. I'm not a Ewan fan, you know, sneak, sneaker-wise, but it's not a bad looking shoe for small, people with small That's what I'm saying, for small foot, yeah. yeah. It's probably like a decent lifestyle shoe. But to pay 150 for that? For a player no. Well, I think, I think no. he's pretty he late, though, with, with the cross-color thing going. I think yeah. that, that, yeah, the whole yeah. what the yeah. team is yeah. 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 going on. That's what I like thing going on. Yeah, the name sound good, but I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. We got one more. Oh, I'm sorry, not, guys. Oh, those are those. those the are, the last ones are the claim. The, yeah. the Nike Vapor Max. I might buy two of those. Yeah. Retail for the Vapor mm. Max is one ninety. Nah, I'm lying. We knocking them. Yeah, Mike, I thought no, you no, I'm I not, thought you no. was gonna say one. Honestly, one thirty, one fifty. Those are gonna be a summer hit. One ninety before taxes. They'll, they'll work it. Okay, I don't win. I don't win like you personally, right. but they're worth it. I've, I've heard, I don't know if there's enough tech in there. I so like, I've, I've heard from people that work in Nike at Nike towns and stuff that have gotten paired that they have to wear them on the floor. Yeah. It is one of the most uncomfortable shoes to have to be on your feet on because the balance is not there. It's too because much air. Yeah, it's too yeah. much air in the heel, and so people have told me literally that it feel like they're rocking. Like, and they're standing still. I mean, they might be all right because I walk on the balls of my feet. But the thing is, too, though, especially with Air Max technology, like, air is kind of dead. Like, that technology right. isn't, like, it's functional now. Yeah, it's an obsolete yeah. technology. So the fact that, hey, we're going to combat that by putting more air in it, <laughs> I don't think that's do a that. good idea. The only reason they do that is because they're trying to compete with the boost. But the thing is, they had it, though. You have the lunar technology. The lunar technology is the way to go. So the fact they just added more air to a shoe, that's dumb. That's that's hustling. That, literally, they're hustling backwards. That's all they do. Nike, you hustling backwards with these. I'm knocking them. How you feeling? Knocking them. Knocking them. I'm knocking them. I want to try them on because I can't go off of what somebody else says. I want to try them on. But I'm not spending one ninety. Nope. So if I'm in more shoes and I see them joints sitting on there for 70, 65, yeah. I'll put them on my feet and be like, all right, I might, <laughs> I might wear these at work. <laughs> you know, and, and that'll be it. And if they're uncomfortable, I'll just pass them on to the next person. Rock them, rock them. I'm rock them. I'm not paying money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. Right That's right the deal. There. If Nike was to be like, yo, there you go. Yeah. I- Sure, that's, why not? <laughs> that's a lot of money for an antiquated technology. Yeah, like it's yeah, not worth it. Technology, that's a lot. Not that's worth it. it. All right, we're going to get into a few questions that we got here for the episode. This is the athlete edition, by the way. We all, in some form or respect, as much play ball, 
not at his level, of course, but we we, we play ball, we you know. Almost. Yeah. We, we're, we're weekend warriors out here. We all grew up in New York City playing the same level of basketball. Exactly. So the first thing I want to ask you guys is how is how important is the shoe that you're playing in? And do you guys prefer like high tops or low tops? So like does like the brand matter? Like how much technology they put in the shoe? Does that matter to you guys at all? Or like can you just go like to, to Macy's and be like, oh that's the basketball shoe? I could put these on. I could go ball. They high tops, so I'm good. That's a good question, but that's on yeah, the like, caliber baller you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, we ball three, I'm, four I'm, I'm saying for us, for yeah. Us, I'm talking about for no, us, how you feel be, personally. Technology has to be there. Mm-hmm. You have to have a long-term shoe. At least six months worth. Because I could go through shoes three times So then, what I, what I ask you is then, how much are you willing to pay for a new pair of ball kits? I'll pay up to, if I need them, mm-hmm. I'll pay like the 31s. I'll pay like 80, 85. Because I know I'm going to get that support. I'm going to get the technology that's going to keep me on the floor a little longer. And when I take them off, my feet ain't going to be all fucked up. You bought them 31s already? I bought them. I have my ball. You bought them, you bought them the ball already? Yeah. Rome, how you feel about it? <laughs> I got to say this. When I was younger, I didn't care. I just bought them. That's mm-hmm. just how I felt. Oh, let me go. And I just went out and mm-hmm. I did it. But now, yes, yes, I need, I definitely need something that's comfortable. And the most that I would pay will be paying for a jewel price. One ten. Thing. <laughs> for a ball high, sneaker. High that's top or low top for you? High top. High top. I need ankle support. I, I switch. I just switch to low top with the hard. Are those comfortable though? Like, what? you saw me balling on Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, I forgot we was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Comfy. Jay, how we feel about it? Um. I might be kind of weird on this regard. I like high tops, but I like my sneakers loose. Yeah, I get what you're saying, okay. So it's like, I don't really need like, quote unquote, like, the, the hard support. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have the 31s. Yeah. I, I gotta thank you for requesting them, like saying that I should get them, cause those are one of the best basketball sneakers I've played in. Mm-hmm. We got for yeah, I got them for cheap. And I wear them super loose. I don't really, I don't tie them super tight. I wear, I, I stretch the tongue and all of that. And like, that's pretty much how I wear all my sneakers, like since forever. Like, I always like them loose. Some once in a blue, depending on if the sneakers, like, wide. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tie it up. But like, I just like, I just like loose shoes. Like, loose high tops. Boy, how we feeling? Um, I wear lows and highs. I've worn lows and highs outside, indoor, outdoor. And at first, I, it was a big thing for me because I had a bad ankle sprain when I was younger. But now, since technology has improved in the shoes, I don't really have a problem with lows and highs. But tech is only a big issue when it comes to the sole of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, the sole, my biggest issue is grip. Like, I can deal with, I've I played in some uncomfortable shoes, but if I don't have grip, I my the, the pain in my knee, my mm-hmm. ankle, all that stuff is a big and then I hate thinking about it in the middle of the game, like oh if I had grip I could have pulled on this move or I could have stayed in the post so I could not play naturally. So grip is my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So that I no matter how I played in heavy shoes and, and ball exactly the same, I played in really light shoes and ball exactly the same. So I, I'm good with that. The most I'll spend for basketball shoes. If, if if I get a shoot at 200, you know that's yeah, yeah. 50 and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Off the off the rip, most I spend is 110. Okay. 
Yeah, um, it's about the same for me. Like, um, I agree with like Jamar. Um, a lot of the issues for me is anger support. Like, I, I need to make sure like I have that traction. So mm-hmm. Make like the moves that are necessary for like, what I'm playing. So, uh, that's what we're playing about. Organization wants to protect. Right. You know, yeah. We get right. So, so I think the culture, you know, the fashion culture has made these basketball sneakers that are track shoes now, right. which right. aren't basketball sneakers. They're just stylish low tops. You know, and uh, for for us that play in the league, we have ankle support with the tape. Right. But the, you know, for 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 the 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 not the the regular guys who play, you know, ball on the streets. It's the most unsafe thing to wear is low tops. I'm gonna go with mids. I'm a mid guy. I like I like you know some kind of ankle support. You know, sole is uh, sole is the most important part of the shoe for me. Uh, one of the most comfortable ball sneakers I ever played in were the uh, I think they were the Iverson twos. They had the, the technology, the feet that you wear had the little air pockets that rotated from front to back. <laughs> That's a Reebok man yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Sneaker addict. <laughs> Not the remake though. Not the remake. Not the no, remake. Know, the original. The original. The, original. the, original. the, original. the remake is yeah. on trash. Exactly. It's okay. All right. We. That was the DMX. DMX. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna go with a mid. I like I like a mid shoe. And what's the most you willing to? You I don't. I don't pay for basketball stuff. I, I refuse. Wait, you got it good. I refuse to pay. Yeah, you good. Yeah, you got it good. I refuse to pay for basketball sneakers, man. I mean, when you get on that level, you yeah. should. Be you should. You should. I refuse. Uh, for me, I'm gonna say I need an eye top. Definitely need ankle support. I got like Steph Curry ankles. My ankles awful. It's like toilet paper in there. So <laughs> I definitely gotta have that ankle support. And I need a wider shoe. I got a wider foot, so I need a wider shoe personally. So I usually look to the to the big man market, like the Blake Griffins and people like that. Those shoes, they usually fit me really well, and I move good. And I'm around maybe about $100, $110 yeah, like, for I a like pair. Yeah, like issue, like my feet are narrow. Uh, so, so you need a Kai, you need a point guard kind of shoe, yeah, like a Kyrie or something them like cars, that. Man. Durant. Yeah, Durant would be another Durant. one. With the sock though, you gotta get the sock to come up the head. You gotta get the knee high. You gotta get the knee high, KD. I fucking look like a burlesque dancer. He's in a burlesque dancer. Look, I respect the man, but I don't know if I. Oh. You gotta get rid of those. But yeah, like I have never been Right, we see a lot of people in the NBA now. They got signature lines and signature shoes and stuff. What player do we feel deserves or needs a line right now that doesn't have one? And who do we feel that does have a line? They need to get rid of it and be like, you don't deserve this. You lost your privilege. We just said one guy <laughs> to have a KD. You need to get rid of it, man. What? Whoa, okay, wow. explain yourself. Wait, 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 wait. Let him explain. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. Let him explain. 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 Let me explain. Let him explain. Let me explain. I got to hear this. Me and Mike. Mike, you know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. You need to throw a new bag. Why you need to throw a new bag? 
me and Mike, no, because me and Mike, we he, just like he does with all of us, we all at a specific spot with him, and we right. we working hard to get some kicks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Me and him, we online for the for the LeBron. What is it? The tens, right? Yeah. We only look for the LeBron tens, the ones that glow in the dark. Remember the that nine, year for the nines, the nines, the, 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 the ones for the All Star game. Remember, KD had his. Kobe had his, oh, and yeah, so did yeah. LeBron. The bright yeah. orange ones, kind of like Mike's jacket. Yeah. So <laughs> me and Mike stand online in the rain, in the rain. It's pouring down rain, cold as hell. I'm looking at them KDs, and I'm like, yo, them kids fire. Those was the ones with the strap. The silver joints. The silver yeah. joints. Them, those, to me, those is one of the best KDs ever made. That's just my the opinion. Yeah, the KD the was the best yeah, shoe yeah. ever, like hands down. So I'm like, I'm like, wow, those is dope. Fours, dope. The six wasn't bad. I don't, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, the six. Was, the six wasn't bad. bad. That's the one with the, the thin strap, right? No, 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 no. Like the peanut butter and jelly joints, the yeah. yellow joints that I got. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah, wasn't yeah. bad. The fives no. wasn't bad either. Uh, the fives. I, I had the Christmas Day pair clothes, only because yeah. of the inside. That was it. Yeah, but see, those ones that you got are the same ones that I got, right? right. The Nick color ones. Yeah, I got, yeah, right? yeah. After that, what happened? You come out with a sneaker, a white one, with yellow and blue with a heel on it? Why you got the heel? Yo, Why you got, got the heel? After that, and it was all right. Them USA joints I bought, the US, those the ones I got. The those the ones I got. The I see. I oh, seen the, the ones you took. The red seven. Yeah, the red seven. Those came out. Yeah, those are the red seven. Those the seven. Remember you got them during the All Star game. Those are seven. Yeah, you got them during the All Star game. They were. Wait, wait, come on. Remember when he had that big ankle injury? Remember you got them during the All Star game. Remember? Who do you feel deserves a shoe line that doesn't have one now? I think mine is Who do you think deserves one that doesn't have one? We're gonna come back to you. Bro, how we feeling? Who has one who doesn't deserve one? Yeah. What? what? He doesn't deserve so, a lot. Wait, 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 wait. Let him explain. Let, let's see. Let's I'm see. I'm saying this not all like how he's born. I'm saying because he's not. We talked about on train. His shoes are getting worse by the by the. But that's not him. It's not function. Him. What, what, function? Have, what function do you see? What boats are you trying to get on with those things? <laughs> I didn't say I was going. <laughs> because like he yeah, it's like his shoe, but like he's not. I don't see him doing any input. Like, he can't be like, yo, I think these are fire. I think he might. No, he don't. He, he don't. He can't. Listen, listen, yeah, listen. He don't. He don't. Listen, listen, listen. What did he want from that couple? No, he wanted the ankle support. No, what did he want from And that? to put the to put the scriptures on there. That was it. He got what he wanted. <laughs> he got what he wanted. Listen, that's all he we wanted. can put scriptures on a lot of different things. But that's all he wanted. He's yeah, not, he didn't want to he, He's not, he's locked in with them. So whatever they put out, there, hey, play, remember we put that scripture on your shoe. All right, man. <laughs> But they don't. But they don't. But they don't do that for every pair, though. Yeah, but they did what he wanted. No, I get what you're saying, but they all—all all it was was to throw that fish line. Like, I don't agree with Roe, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But that one. No, what I'm saying. Listen, what I'm saying is. Them shoes is getting. Listen, they turn it into boo boo burgers he's, real he's not, bad. <laughs> he's 
Like, what's next? What's the, I didn't see 3.5s yet. Where's 3.5s in play? They, uh, 3.5. So like, they look like, they look like 22s and 21s had a baby, and they 21.5s. I'm going to push the uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Who, who do you think deserves a shoe that doesn't have one? Who do you think deserves one? Westbrook does make well, his well, no, his is a lifestyle shoe. He does have a shoe. His is a lifestyle. His isn't a performance shoe. You think he deserves a performance? I know he has a thirty point five Yeah, but he after this season, he deserves. I'm sure. You know what? People, people eat that shit up. Yeah, people eat those up. Before that, he deserves before that. But no, but this year he made a statement. This year after KD left, he made that statement. This is my team now. I'm taking over. My man put up triple doubles. He got, he just got scoring, he's got scoring, yeah, scoring, and he's going to get MVP. We don't know about that one yet. We'll, we'll talk about that later, that's a whole that's nother debate. That's we don't got time for that. Uh, Jay, how we feeling? If I was going to give somebody... That doesn't have one. That doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. Y'all oh, might look at oh, me no. with Lance Stevenson. Oh, he, he does have one and one. Good night. <laughs> From Coney Island, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's your people. I'm clean. Oh. I would have said, said Lamar if he was clean. Nah, 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 nah. All jokes aside. Because look, who and one got? Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson, there you go. <laughs> we can't give Skip no more shoes. Okay, so they wait. So wait, wait. So, so, so this is what I was going to no say. More. So if Lance Stevenson came out with a shoe, would you buy it? Now, mind you, he just got back in the NBA. Would you buy this shoe? He, he was just playing NBA 2K with me. Right. <laughs> on, against me online. All right, who do you think that has one now doesn't need to have a line? Doesn't need. Thank you. I'm looking at his shoes. Thank you. Chris Paul, he's made the same shoe for the past eight years. But look, but this is my thing. This is kind of a sidebar, but like, I don't think there needs to be any Team Jordan. Like, why did, I don't know why Blake got shoes. I don't know why Chris Paul got shoes. I'd rather this be more Team Jordan, Jordan shoes, like, yeah. That Chris Paul wears. Uh -huh. Like Kawhi does. Like Kawhi yeah, doesn't have a shoe, like, but Kawhi can go to the 31. Yeah, like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather they have, like, yo, remember, like, seeing Ray Allen in some exactly. Yeah, or like that. And then, oh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's Or even when we, when that year, when Cole, when Cole was rocking Jordan, Jordan yeah, and he had a Kobe. But he was a free agent. I'm going to take y'all back. When Darius Miles had the uh, Jordan deal. Yeah. Him and Derek Anderson. Anderson. Yes. Him and Derek Anderson. He took it back. I'm going to take y'all back with D Miles. Yeah, man. Let's get his D.E. Jordan. I remember that. Darius Miles. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, the Thank you. Because I think P.E.s of sneakers that are already. That are good, yeah. We don't. Like, I don't really need some CP3s, like, no. I don't see, I never, I, I ain't never walked by some CP3s and seen them, like, And then also just looking at it as, like, an average basketball like, or, like, a You're not gonna, like, there's no wow effect to, like, a, a team Jordan. But there's always gonna be like that. Oh, that's crazy! Like I wish I could get that effect. If you yeah. see like a like a 
Or something like that, yeah, like you nice. like, oh man, like just just of the fact that you know they're not gonna be sold nowhere, yeah. like you know what I'm saying, some twelves or something like that, like That'd I just dope. feel like that's something that needs to happen. You don't need, we don't need no Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is like six ten. Yeah. Like I'm never, I'm never gonna, I can't imagine a kid that's not gonna grow up to be six ten. I'm gonna be like Rick Blake Griffin one day. I need to put these shoes mm-hmm. on. Wow. <laughs> I felt like when Dirk was doing the thing, they should have been Dirk would have been a good one. I felt like when, yeah. Dirk, when Dirk was mm-hmm. cooking, yeah. think, but I, big people don't sell. I think, big don't sell. I think he did. If he was gonna get a shoe, what brand do you think it would have been? I don't think it would have been. He thing. wears I Nike, think, right? I would have said Adidas. But I would have said Adidas naturally because he's German. I would say Converse. Bring back the Larry Bird style shoe. Mm. And that actually would be a good marketing. That would have been, yeah, been crazy. Yeah. That if they would have gotten a hold of him when they had the, when they, like I said, when they yeah. first But I think that he's he should have got something. He should have got thrown the ball. Because he was on Team Nike for a little But he had all the PEs and stuff at the same time. Him, Zach Randolph, and Dirk, they all would get some. Yeah, the Gasol, the Paul Powell Gasol. But I think he did work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirk, Dirk could have got work. Like, he got, He's number six in scoring. Yeah, like, he, he yeah. Like, he should have. <laughs> not for nothing, when he was balling, he had that knee weight and fadeaway. He was top ten in scoring. Seven like, footer. This oh, dude, he man, did work. Yo. Who I believe shouldn't have one, I believe wholeheartedly. Chris Paul's he he shit. If they did them justice, I would probably do it. But because they gave him they a weather map did, on his recent shoe, literally, literally it's shoot. a weather map. And the year that they I mean, said, that's no like the, um, that's a, this is a weather map. It's a weather map. We got the Doppler radar. It's that's a black and white elementary school book. Milky Way means exactly the same. Like yeah, but that's bad though. But those are awful. That's built into the shoe on the side. And it's, like, and it's like, it's oh, like, they installed. No one don't buy them. They installed. They just sit there for eighty dollars. <laughs> and then they go down to Marshalls and you and you yep. be like, they'll put a Jordan sign on the uh-huh. brand uh-huh. Jordan. And you look like, oh, what Jordan? Don't forget. Don't see B three. They don't even put it on display. They just put the box in it. Jordan. Oh, kid. I agree that Chris Paul. All right, so Chris Paul got to go. We got three Chris Pauls. Okay, we love you, CP3, but... Love Chris Paul. Yeah, you're a great point, girl. Pure point, I like the State Farm commercial. That's another one. I bring it up. That's another one. That's a whole other episode. I bring it up. I bring it up. Who do you think deserve one, kid? I can't think of anyone. I'm just like Randy Paul. I think it's Serge Ibaka. African Mark, yo. I know, I'm, 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 I
of the highest order, but that's solely because I can't shoot. Uh, why was that the top? Why? No, you know why? Because he knocked down Kerry Hilson. That's why it was the top name on You are exactly right. You see? Because you took my lady from me, and I'm mad. So he deserves so you deserve a no. You deserve a sneaker line that fails. How you gonna say this? You deserve a sneaker line that fails, and your lady leave you. They're gonna be called the air up there. What an isolated toe. Isolated toe on a leather seat. Oh, Swoosh, what's going on? I don't even watch basketball. I don't watch basketball. College anything? Nothing. Wow, wow. You still play? Oh, yeah, I still play. I just don't watch it. I can't watch it. It's like watching a show. Man, it's like it's... it's um one person I think who deserves a shoe, it might be the Bronx of me, but I don't care. I think Kemba Walker Kemba. deserves a shoe. But ain't he with Under Armour? No, he's with Jordan now. He's with Jordan. I was gonna say Kemba, but I thought he was with Under Armour. Nah, he's with Jordan now. Because he had a great season. That maybe they would throw him like, you know, yeah. like similar to the thirty ones they do with Westbrook and everything. Because he deserves it. He pulled out. Kemba, Kemba's been balling real hard. I think and Kemba they, deserves they one. The and then if I'm getting rid of someone who don't have a shoe, it's two people. Derrick Rose no longer deserves a signature line because all he does is just tear his ACL, and no he one needs, wants to tear the ACL. He patches. It yeah. don't matter how. Patches. How? It don't matter what technology the they put in. It and he always hurts. And then to open a line. But yeah, exactly. He needs that. But but now no, he he gotta go. And then also Melo, I, I can't see my man get played no more like this. Like they gave him a fake 3D sneaker with wings on the side, and he barely jump above phone books. Like Melo, I love you. You my favorite Yo, ball player ever. You're but not saying nothing bad about Melo. That's what I'm saying. Like Phil Phil does you so dirty, but your shoe line. Tell him just to stop I mean, it. Tell that, him just stop. That one that came out about. It was decent. That was a good But then that was it. Like he had the mellow 1.5. You got the mellow the, the, 10. The, the twos that came out when he was in the Nuggets. Yeah, but and then that's it though. Because you get seven bad years and we get another good one. Now we about to start another seven bad years of it's shoes. Like, it's like his shoes are like breaking mirrors. Yeah, it's like breaking mirrors. You got seven years of shitty ass. It's just, it's just not a. It's not a. It's like literally they're 3D. Look, it's supposed to be 3D on the side. Like that's come on. This is why the Knicks lose, guys. This is why we lose. I can't do it, man. The shoes are shaped like triangles. Just through the shredder. The triangle. This is bad. This is bad. So Melo. Yeah, it's Melo. It's like this. This is just Melo. You're done. Are you playing in the triangle? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the overlap of like. Yeah. You did play the triangle. Now we go. What you say? Was, was I said Kemba. Kemba, yeah, yeah, Kemba. No one wants the triangle now. They don't have the people. But anyway, uh, last question before we get to the interview portion: Which player, low key, had great like PEs or signature shoes, low key that no one really thought about? But when you would see them on the court, you was like, yo, this dude always come out with some fire. I think Smooth hit a record. 
Miles. Yeah. What's the dude on Phoenix? What's the dude on Phoenix? Um, what big dude, ball-headed dude? That wears, wears different <coughs> shorts. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, yes. Because he's been doing that for a while. He's a legit sneakerhead, yeah. He's a legit he one. Play, he basically just plays in the clubs. Uh-huh. Nah. I you know, you know who else used to wear some hot jays? Michael Finley, when he was on Dallas. Oh, that's a good one. He was one. killing them. He used to Michael come out, he used to be like, yo, what's those on his feet, yeah, yo? Michael he used to Finley. come out with some heat, man. Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, yep. Michael Finley. Yo, he came out with some heat. He always had some heat. Because Jason Kidd had the 16. Yep, yo. He sure did, man. Michael Finley always had some heat. Yeah, Jason Kidd had the 16s in the next color with the gray, gray, red. Yeah, yep. Sure did. Quinn Richardson was another one. Yeah, Quinn yo. Richardson used to have a lot of dope stuff. Yo. Quinn Richardson. Yo. I know for me, their own personal sh Eddie that shoes. Eddie Jones is another one. I was just, about this. I was just thinking Jones, that too, Eddie man. Eddie Jones, the first team Jordan player. Yeah, it was him and Ben Baker. Him and Ben Baker were the first two. The pro models. The pro models. I remember that was the first ben Jordan Baker. that you could mm -hmm. get when nobody could say anything to you. It's like, it's still Jordan. It's not Jordan Jordan, but it's still Jordan. Right. Right. Exactly. I get him in the store. Now the shoe wasn't the best looking. No, it was not. No, no. I'm, I'm, but for another person, the shoe wasn't the best looking, and even the technology. But I'm just going to give them credit for the premise of what they did. I'm giving credit to Marbury and Al Harrington. All right. But no. But literally yeah, trying but to make a shoe that people could afford. Uh, I had like three for the proteges and the strawberries. Okay, all right, because I like them two different brands. I so. want to give them credit. I don't think people always laugh at I'm, them. I'm, I'm gonna say this. But. I'm gonna say this though. The strawberries didn't look that bad. Exactly, they really did. Especially that Nick colorway. Yeah. That Nick yeah. colorway was fire. It was so you put them on I'm and sorry. you felt that it was <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you felt yeah. much <laughs> away from the floor. You felt the concrete. That's when it was like you oh, felt the gum you stepped like you felt like you sitting in somebody's homeless shoe like you can see where they reduced the price at right there. That's the cushion. Exactly. It's a hundred dollars worth of cushion. We just took out. I remember my uncle was like, "Yo, buy me the star." I was like, "I'm." Just got on. I was like working this hoodie, and I had like, money for, like um, all my jobs and stuff. And he was like, "Yo, like buy me a pair of shoes." <laughs> 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 Yo, I love you. I love you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know this is. I know we talking about sneakers, but star, star. You know what they was really underrated about? Starberry had some of the greatest. I still got Starberry shorts. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Last, they last. They last. Yes. I still got the shorts today. Shout out, out to Stephen Berry. They Steven don't Barry, exist bro. no more, yes. but shout out to yes. Stephen Berry. 34th Street Street Mall. On the third floor. I used to be in there, man. I used nah, to buy the t shirts and the shorts, all that up there. They ain't even ripped or nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. Still good. Still good. Shout out to them. Also, too, I always enjoy Amari's when he came with, with some sweet throughs and a mid Hirachis. I'm a Nick fan, so I'm a little biased, but I like Amari's little run that he had. I, I enjoy seeing those. He got the nice straps. He had the ones where it was a solo strap across. Yeah, and then the double strap one. Yeah, those were fire. The Phoenix colorway jumps. Yeah. And then the ones that had stacked across the top. I can't remember which number. It was force. Was it was the force one. It was force, yeah. I like those. Those. That's what I'm, yeah. I just wanted to show some love to some people who don't always, you know, get that adoration that they deserve. 
they aren't bad. Yes, his shoe isn't bad. Yes, his shoe isn't bad. What's that? Anta. Anta. We can never see the shoe. Oh, the he had in the finals last year? Judge brought up a person who needs to go. Matthew Delavadova. You knew you didn't deserve a shoe. You knew you didn't deserve one. Green They locked up Steph Curry. They cost a hundred. Get out of here. Yo, he got a shoe. And the thing is, this shoe, it cost a shoe. No, he went P. And it's went a hundred. It cost a hundred and fifty-five dollars. His shoe was a hundred and fifty-five dollars. His shoe It cost more than Kyrie, more than Paul George. It's ten dollars cheaper, twenty dollars cheaper than LeBron James. Matthew Della Vadova. Who is who is his agent? They literally no 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 wait wait wait. Literally hold on hold on. This is gonna blow your mind. They are making a movie about Matthew Delavadova and the style of Rudy. And listen wait 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 wait. I need to wait wait. But it ends. The movie ends in Game Four of the finals two years ago. That's where the movie ends. Yes, that's where the movie ends. Literally, that's where they're stopping this movie. Matthew Delavadova, you need to get out of the league. Go back to Australia. Go back to Australia. You don't deserve he anything in life. Right now, yes. Right? He's, yeah. he's I paid the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go on record. Smush Parker is pleading the fifth <laughs> on this topic of Delavadova having a sneaker contract and having a contract. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to have Smush call his agent. Get back on the lane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, real, man. It's not a Cleveland color. It's, it's the Bucks it's color. The Bucks. Oh, oh no, I'm done. It's green. Yeah. It's oh, white no. and forest green. Oh no. It's like no. string. No. No. Mm-hmm. no, no, And he no. has a movie coming out with this. He is at 1457. He's at 14. <laughs> He's at 15 minutes of He's at 14 He's at 15 minutes of He's at 15 minutes He's stretching out. He's stretching out. He parlayed it into a contract. Listen, he got the bread. He got the sneaker. He's at 14 57. And after that, it's going to be tremendous losses. It's going to start with a haircut. That's how it starts. You get five, you get a haircut. What, 6'3"? You're like 6'3"? Yeah. He got to go. He got to go. I just had to bring him up. I'm not supposed to feel like I could guard somebody that got a shoe deal that's worth three. Like, I was watching this shit for like, I'm not supposed to be feeling like that. All right. We go. We go get into the. Sorry, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, I just had to get that out there. Make sure I take the bucks off my score list. I don't want to know what they do. But we go get to the interview portion. As you've heard already, we got NBA former NBA player Switch Parker in the building. I'm pretty sure we all got a lot of questions. So we go start. Ain't gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah. No bad questions. First things first, I want to know where did the name Smush come from? Smush came from my mom. Uh-huh. My mom named me Smush when I was a baby, and it just stuck. So she introduced me as Smush and Baby Smush. And it... Baby Smush. Very cool. All right. Where's your love for basketball start? I was born with a basketball. My mom played basketball. My dad played basketball. Nice. So what if playing on the course in New York, like how did that help shape your attitude and help like mold your game as a player? I mean, 
everything about me is New York. And everything about everything about me started out on a basketball court in New York City. I was discovered playing basketball at, you know, at West 4th Street on a playground. Mr. Um, I, you know, of course, I grew up watching, you know, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, you know, early 90s. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. Yeah, of course. So I was out there, you know, I was, I was watching these games. I was like, I want to be there. That's where I want to be. Didn't know how to get there. I was ignorant to, you know, the whole process. But as a kid growing up, I was like, you know what, that's what I want to do. People are getting paid to do this. That's a job, to play basketball. I mean, I love to play ball. I, mm-hmm. That's where I want to go. But I'm just out there, you know, in the playgrounds playing basketball because I love the game. And, you know, a guy by the name of Rodney Parker, no relation. You know, he's, you know, a New York City basketball guru, helping a number of guys get into colleges and, no pros, you know, I just named a couple of King, Reggie Miller, you know. He helped those guys go to school, you know, and make it to the NBA. So he saw me playing at West 4th Street, you know, started taking me around New York City. I started playing, playing the other playgrounds against other guys in other boroughs. Then from there, he, you know, helped me get into high school. From high school, he helped me get, to, get into college. From college, he helped me get into the pros, you know. He just, he, he paved the way for me. from playing basketball on the street. Like I had no idea on how to, how I was gonna get there. He he made it happen, and all I did was play basketball. How important was was West Fourth for your development? But like, was that like a whole new world where you finally got out there and played on those courts? Uh, you know, I say I was born with a basketball. I mean, physically it's impossible, but technically I, that's how I feel. I was born with a basketball, mm-hmm. and when I say that West Fourth Street was my crib growing up. West 4th Street literally was my crib go- growing up. Like, you know, every back then in the in the 80s and 90s, you know, basketball was different than it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, guys who go to the park to play basketball at you know parks, it was it was more formal, family oriented. It was more of a community. Mm-hmm. You know, back then it was more of a community. So my my I was you know all those guys that that still play there now, like my uncles, they watched me grow up. They you know. You know, pretty much shaped and molded me who the, the play that I am now. They beat up, beat me up. They didn't, they didn't give me nothing. Yeah, yeah. Got to go son. That's right. <laughs> you know, they changed my diaper. They fed me. They watched me as my dad. My dad trusted them with me when I was a baby, and I was just out there all day, every day. So, I mean, like I said, literally, it was just my friend. So, it just shaped and molded me to be the player and the man I am today. Nice. How, how, did, how did it feel starring at Fordham University, D1 school, legit conference in the A-10, and being there and really being a star player at Fordham and then going into the draft and being deserved to be picked? I, oh, Tom, let me stop you, bit. <laughs> I know you got me as an interview, but, you know, Fordham is not a legit D1. A-10. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a good it's a good conference. I, so I'm just saying that because mm-hmm. when I was there, I knew – Fordham wasn't a basketball, it wasn't a juggernaut basketball program. Yeah. I knew it wasn't, you know, North Carolina or Duke or Arizona mm-hmm. or, you know, UConn. But the reason why I went there is because, A, they had an NBA coach, you know, um, Bob Hill, coaching the NBA for 15 years. My mindset was, okay, who could who better prepare me for the NBA besides the NBA coach, ex-NBA coach? And two, 
you know, I had a conversation with my dad, and he, you know, shed some light on the situation. He was like, you know, why don't you go ahead and be a big fish in a small pond? Mm-hmm. Instead of going to a big university, you know, being swallowed up, being a big fish in a, a big ocean, you know, why don't you go here, you know, and shine, do your thing, and then see where it takes you. And that's exactly what I, you know, uh, I did. I used Florida for simply that. Like a springboard. Yes, sir. So how did it feel when you finally got your shot playing for Cleveland? Uh, I never felt like, honestly, I never felt like I was in the NBA until my two years in L.A. Got it. You know, um, I got my. I, I didn't get drafted it's that the year. Uh, after the draft, I played in three summer leagues. Hip-hop, um, hip-hop. Those years it was in Orlando, Boston, uh, Vegas, and I believe in California. I played in Vegas and Boston and Hip-hop, um, I worked my tail off, and I got invited to Cleveland Cavaliers camp, and I knew. I was going to be everybody. I, I just knew. Yeah, there was no way they, was, they wasn't going to give me a chance. Uh, just, I knew I had to be everybody out for a job, and I did, but it was partial guarantee. So I was signed on a team first day, you know, open the season, but it was, you know, they, they could have released me at any point. Mm-hmm. My, my contract wasn't guaranteed until January 25th. So every day I'm in there like, is this a day? No, I'm not even thinking like that. I'm going to go ahead and you know, die for every loose ball. If I need to, you know, run through a wall, I'm going to run through a wall. That was just my mentality. Uh, and then when January 25th came, I was able to breathe a little bit, but I knew my work wasn't done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, just, I only had one year. I, it was a one-year contract. I was trying to work for, you know, longevity. So, you know, I finished the year out. Next year, you know, I, you know, I was working out with the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, business of basketball, I didn't get signed. The business of basketball is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's not even about what you bring to the table as an athlete anymore. It's about all the intangibles off the court that matter. Who your agent is, what university you went to, how many relationships, how, you know, how much the team has to pay you if they sign you, what your minimum is, how many years you have. So anyway, I get cut. I, I play in the CBA, you know, uh, for about five games. I'm like, yo, this is for the birds. I'll go overseas, go to Greece, play one year in Greece, win the Greek Cup, come back, uh, make the Detroit Pistons team. I'm there for half a year again until January 15. Business of basketball happened again. They they released me. They took somebody who was uh, um, cheaper than me. No, but I, no, but time I played for it was a great team. I played for uh, played with uh, Larry Brown, mm-hmm. Chauncey Phillips, Rip Hamilton, Rasheed Wallace. That was a year that that was a year after they won the chip. Mm-hmm. So I get I get there, you know, Rasheed Wallace walking around with the uh, championship belt. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was his thing. That was no, fun so, that year. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yo, that veteran team, veteran guys, Larry Brown, veteran coach, hard man to play for. Good guy, mm-hmm. great guy, hard man to play for. Always screaming, you know, never really a comfortable Nothing situation. Is Nothing is ever enough. Um, but those those guys on that team was, you know, a group of good guys. Worked hard every day in practice. Knew what it took to win. Anyway, I got cut, you know, because it was, you know, they went with a cheaper guy. You know, go down to the MBDL. 
Here's a fun fact, Snapple fact for I have the MBDL's first two triple doubles. That's yes. really right. Steven's going to tell you about that. Yes, Steven's going to tell you about it. All right, all right. All right. All right. All right. Um, Smush, man? No, all right, all right. <laughs> Yo, Smush Pocket did not claim <laughs> autograph record. <laughs> no, uh, no, but I, I did play with that kind of energy. Yeah. When I was uh when I was when I yeah, when I was that young, I did play with that kind of energy. So I, I can respect what he's doing. I didn't take that many bad shots, but I respect his energy. Um, like I said, went down to MBD, um, MBDL, played there for a little bit, got two calls to the Phoenix Suns. Now, all these years, like I said, I never felt like I was in the NBA. I always felt like I was in the NBA, get in there a little bit. And then I got, got a shot to play in LA. Um, <laughs> got my got two years. It felt great. I was starting. I mean, that was when I. That's when I felt like yo. I knew I. I knew I could play at that level. I knew I could compete at that level. I just needed an opportunity. It's LA rare. gave me an opportunity, and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. You know, Phil yeah, Jackson wow. Wow. gave me a shot. You know, uh, and Phil Jackson, he, he's a mysterious guy. I don't know what he's doing in, in uh, New York right now, but. I like his I like his coaching style. He was a, a coach that I felt comfortable playing for. Not somebody who overcoached. Not somebody who screamed. And he, it was always a, a comfortable environment to go out there and just play basketball. Um, Players coach. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he was your favorite coach, like you ever played with? Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the New York in me want to say pause. I never played with. <laughs> I mean, I played with him. Nah, nah, but he's uh, he's the best uh, coach I ever played for. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like playing for. Um, again, like I said, up until then, I didn't feel like I was. I played in the. I, I made it to the NBA. Then I felt like I was. Uh, I made it to the NBA. I was getting my opportunity to play, and I was playing. I was playing. I, I thought I was playing well. Like, no, numbers. Don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. People do. Numbers yeah. don't. Uh, and then yeah, after that, wow, it just went yeah, wow. down. Yeah. I know you got questions for that too. So I'll, uh, you can keep. Let's nah, keep, keep the good yeah, stuff yeah, going. Yeah, 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 let's keep the good yeah, stuff yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right, you. It's probably annoying. You probably get this a million times. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Let me roll my sleeves with, up. I was playing with Cole. I'm gonna say it like this. I wish I had a different mentality back then. You know, I wish I approached the situation differently. You know, me at 36 now, I'm just realizing that I was a cancer to myself. You know, uh, although. You know, arguably, you know, people could say that, you know, Kobe, you know, is a bad teammate, takes a lot of shots, uh, is not a team player. At the end of the day, he was the leader of the Lakers. He was, you know, he was their general. You know, when you have a team, you have a vision, you have to have guys who 
know, that support that vision and that's gonna, you know, for lack of better words, submit to that leader. You know, and I, and I always had, I guess, you know, growing up in New York City, I always had that chip on my shoulder, like I had something to prove, especially being an underdog because I was always the overlooked. Even in my class, I don't know if you guys know my class. You probably know my class. Yeah. You know, yeah. guys by the name of Omar Cook was getting all the Omar like Cook, uh, Andre Barrett, yeah. you know, Talik mm -hmm. Brown. Yeah. Those were the top three point guards coming out of New York City. And no knock to those guys. Those guys are great players, good players. And they, they rightfully so. They deserved it. They, you know, put up the numbers. They were doing their thing. They're good. I'm not, but I, I was always overlooked. I was never in that, in that conversation. Yeah. So I guess I always had uh, all right, you know, I, I need to I need to prove myself. And when I finally got to where I I, I needed to be, I, I didn't know how to take that chip off and be like, all right, I'm here now. Just go to work. You're on top of it. Yeah, just go play ball. Yeah, just go play ball. Mm -hmm. It was always like I was fighting against somebody, mm -hmm. and I guess uh, I didn't know how to you know really mesh with. KB24, formerly known as number eight. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I, I just, I, I did myself a disservice. Favorite uh, um, Laker teammate that you... Oh, Lamar Odom. Hands down, right? Yeah, hello. Hands hello. Down. Shout out to Lamar oh, Odom, man. Yeah. Praying for you, man. Praying for you, man. That's what's up. Hello, New York guy, Queens. Um, what's the... What's the the happiest basketball has like made you feel like playing ball? Like what's your like like highest like achieving moment for you personally? Oh, hands down, it wouldn't even be uh, it wouldn't even be an experience in the NBA. Although I can make an argument, there's one play that you know that of course that the Lakers uh, playoff game against the Phoenix Suns. That one, but for me personally, I'm gonna say uh, my year out in Greece. My, you know, my dad came out to visit, and he got a chance to see me play in another country for the first time. And the first game, he he got a chance to watch. I not only you know hit the game-winning three to put it, oh, well, a, a tie, I get a tie-in three-pointer to put it in the overtime. I hit the tie-in three-pointer to win it in overtime, and to hear people from another country and then you know, another culture screaming your name with your father in the stands. Yes. 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 That's what's up. Yeah, definitely. Like for me, I I, I was I got I was wrapped up in the whole excitement of the game. I was like, yeah, we won. And then I got to the locker room and I just broke down. I'm like, yo, my dad is here. Yo, he's experiencing like the, these Greek. Greeks yeah. screaming my name. Like you and your your Greeks get. They get rowdy. ass, yeah. they get rowdy. Mm -hmm. So the whole gym was shaking, just shaking up and down. That was, yeah, for me, that was, that was, that, that was, would be the number one for me. Is, is Greece your favorite place you played outside of the United States? <laughs> yeah, hands down, by far the best country I've played. Um, quiet, I don't, people probably don't remember, but you were also. When you were on the Pistons, you were involved in the Malice at uh -oh. the Palace. Yes, sir. What was that like being in that moment? And has that been the scariest moment for you, like, on a basketball court? In a professional setting, I mean, okay. not in the streets. Right. Yeah, right. not in the streets. Right. We know that already, no. <laughs> Come on, say, we know that. Yeah, we hey, know yo, that. I'm about to say, ain't nothing like playing up in Dykeman. Yeah. <laughs> yo, ain't nothing like playing up in Dykeman. You playing against the Dominican Palace. 
Only one way in, one way out. Yo, they be right on the court with that one big security guard in front. Yo, you go down on this side. Everybody, come on. Stand on this side of the court. Fast break. You move people out of the way. Nah, but yeah, that that melee, that was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, I want to say it was the scariest because, I, again, I played overseas. Mm-hmm. I've been, I played in some scary environments where there is no, um, like, there is no organization. Like they, like fans have access to the players. Like we literally play in hockey shields because those fans like throw things and spit and. Uh, so I've, I've played in some un, <laughs> unsavory environments, but that melee might be cr- the craziest thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. at that level. Right. And I was out there, I, I was like, listen, I, I was playing behind Chauncey Billups, I was playing behind Lindsey Hunter. I was actually on the court at the time. I'm like, yo, God, I just want to play basketball. Let's <laughs> let's get with it. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if y'all see that video, I, I'm the one with the basketball yeah. in my hand. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, yo, dad, I just got on the court. Like, yeah, <laughs> let me play. Let me play. play. I want a ball. Damn. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was just a crazy uh, sequence uh, sequence of events that happened that day. Um, at the time, the Nets weren't in Brooklyn. We know you're from Brooklyn. What would it have meant for you to get an opportunity to play for the Brooklyn Nets if they were around at that time? Or to have played for the New York Knicks, being from New York? I don't know if I, I would have wanted that, man. <laughs> Too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. Not not media pressure. Like I just family, family, family for me. The hardest games for me that I've ever played were the ones that when I came home because I knew there was so many people that I knew that was at the games watching. Mm-hmm. I I, want, I put pressure on myself to perform well. I didn't want I didn't want to do anything bad. I didn't want to embarrass myself. I wanted to you know make people proud. So I put pressure on myself to perform at a high levels and playing here every night. It would have been a lot, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was, yeah. Uh, nicest celebrity you met while you was playing out in L.A.? What do you mean? It defined nicest. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> define off, off the court. One on the court and off the court. Like, you know you mean, like, you see Jack is sitting there on the court, like, yeah. but even off the court as well. Like, you could tell, like, yo, that's a really good person, like, deep down. <laughs> uh, no, I can't even name her. I can't name her. I think she's married. Yeah, I can't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, nah. Okay. That's that yeah. NBA life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I met a lot of people during a game. You know, mm-hmm. you have, you got, you know, Jack Nicholson sitting at courtside every game. Then on the other side, you, you know, Denzel Washington. And we share a connection because he, he's a New York Fordham guy. Yeah. So, you know, we got a chance to talk. You know, it was brief, but it was, it was, yeah. like. Denzel Washington. Right. Yeah. He's excited to talk to me. <laughs> so, and then, then you see, you know, Samaya Lathan, you know, sitting in the rows and the hug crew. Oh, God, big boy. 
Yeah. Taraji. 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 And their crew. Yeah. Roll, just rolling through the through the arena. And I'm like, yo, time out. Hit. Yo, let me put this into perspective for y'all. I'm in, uh, like, excuse me, playing at, you know, the Staples Center. And I'm seeing all these actors and actresses. And I'm like, yo, the entertainers of the world are coming here to be entertained by me. That is crazy. Yeah. That is real. They, yo, the entertainers of the world are here to be entertained by me. This day day off, and they come to see you play. That's real. That's definitely real. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you joined in the three-on-three basketball league. Do you do you have your teammates set already? Okay. We've heard that you said you wanted to play with Kobe and Lamar. I think that would be. <laughs> I think that'd be all right. But who would you actually, if you really like a legit, like legit chance, who would you really want to play with? Nah, I definitely want to. I was serious about playing with Lamar. Uh huh. A couple of reasons, you know. Uh, again, like I said, it was uh, one of the best teammates I ever played with. Real, he's a, yo. When I say a real, genuine guy. Yeah. He's one of the real, most genuine. I'm not. I'm not gonna speak broken English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a genuine guy, mm-hmm. and it's real. It's not one of those, you know, fake Hollywood. Oh yeah, you know, we'll do lunch. You man, here's my card, and you know, and then you 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 part yeah, ways and never yeah, speak so to him again. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I first got out to L.A., I mean, of course he he's a New York guy, but the more you spend time with him, the more you know that he's like that with everybody. Mm-hmm. He's just a genuine. Dude, he's a good person. Yeah, a good person, and I, I just it, it hurts my heart to see the things that he went through, man. Because I know how good of a guy he is. Mm-hmm. Just got caught up in that lifestyle. Um, but I would love to play with him, man. Like I said, I'm praying for him. Hope he gets back on his feet. Yeah. Want to see him? I think he should. I think he would be good for the league. For sure. I think he would be good for the three right three. Uh huh. Yeah, point forward. Point forward easily. He can handle the ball. And it's half court. Yeah. It's half court. He's 6'11, 6'12. He can handle the ball. He can post up. He got a little Mm -hmm. mid range. Yeah. And who will be the other person? Uh. <laughs> no, say the NBA oh, name, Ray for Austin. Yeah, Ray for Austin. Marbury's back. Marbury's not coming back. Marbury's living a life out there. He good. He got statues. He got statues out there. He got glow sneakers. He good. I don't know. I don't know who who my other teammate would be. I just know that. I'm ready for this, man. There's a lot of guys that are, are older right now that I, wanna, I need to take advantage of. Just <laughs> <laughs> took advantage of me when I was young. Yeah, uh, I mean, let them know. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of payback that's going to be taking place this uh, mm-hmm. uh, this summer. Can you also do the basketball tournament while that's going on? Cause I know you competed in that before. What basketball tournament? Um, the tournament, the like tournament. the that the oh. one that was like a, a million dollars go oh. to the winner. Probably not. I haven't been able to play in that in the last two years. Oh, okay, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm probably not gonna play in that. But so, he played in the first year. Yeah, yeah he did the first year, year of it. Yeah, like, he was on the, the he was on a Big Apple team, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, he was on the Big Apple yeah. team. That was a good year, man. We only have five guys show. Mm-hmm. We almost that money. I tasted the money. Yeah, that was, cool. <laughs> yeah, was right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, was we lost to another New York team, yeah. which is no 
Uh, you know what? We lost in New York. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 Had, had we lost to any others, they would have been upset. <laughs> you know, but no, we lost to Andre Barrett and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they almost won it. That's right, they, they did. That was yeah. the first year. That was the first year. Barstool and Van uh, and Dante Jones. And, uh, yeah. Yo, I know from personally watching you in New York since, because I actually lived by Ford University. Okay. I grew up, I grew up, well not grew up, I lived over there, sort of to end of your tenure there. So I remember like the buzz about you and everything in New York City. And I know a couple people who do six degrees of separation that's close with you, like Blue. And everybody okay. else in Westport, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and everybody in Slim and, and all those people. Okay. So I remember, I just wanted Dave Chappelle. It's like the first time I ever met you. <laughs> so I was at Westport and I actually had one of my best days out there. Mm-hmm. And you came out and I remember you was, had a scooter back then. Okay. That was your thing. You had a the, scooter. The on. moped? Yeah, the moped. Okay. So <laughs> I remember you had a, a moped on and a sweater and you had the helmet. And everybody was like, there was a hush in the crowd. I was like, that's smush. Smush. I'm like, kill it today. I don't have this dude get on the court. <laughs> this dude get on the court. He's getting some of this. And I forgot who fouled me. Somebody fouled me. And I was, I didn't call it. And they called the travel. And I was like, yo, but you fouled me. And you looked me dead in my eyes. I'm just like, my man, that wasn't foul. And I turned and it was like, Dude wasn't the king of Westworld. <laughs> like, like, I would have went off. But I looked and I was like, like I know I can't say nothing. So I just walked up the other court and everybody just looked at me like, yeah, you did the right thing. Like, and he just he, you you sat like directly underneath the basket and you just like, yo, that wasn't a foul, I man. And then I tell that to other ball players now because I'm this is gonna go into my question. I know you've seen the state of basketball change in yeah. in this in this yeah. state yeah. and coming from only a few years older than me, so. Coming from where you came from in West Forth, it was like that in my hood. And I come from Homicide's hood. Okay. So I come from over there, like wow, in Claremont Homicide. Park and everything. And I remember Homicide coming up. And I and I played ball with the people he played ball with. I mm-hmm. went to high school and junior high school with them. And I remember how dudes in Thames used to come out and just be on some, yo, you, you don't have a left? <laughs> oh, we, we going to make you go right today. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't shoot a free throw in 21? Then you're not winning the game. We, we don't play take backs here. We play straight up. Mm-hmm. And... To see kids now have this sense of entitlement, like you can't touch me, you you like you can't, I, and, and I feel like every kid feels like now. I, I don't want to say post LeBron, but I want to say post the high school, actually post Amari. Yeah. Feel like I, I have a possibility of going to the league. Stop fouling me out here in the streets, and they don't understand this. That that's what makes you the better ball player. When I see the kids who like, I don't, I, I legit don't call fouls. And they run through you. Mm-hmm. And there's a kid that's like, yeah, I'm faster than this old man. And I'm going to show him I'm faster than this old man. And I jump higher than him. And I'm not going to say a word to him all game. And then they come and tell me, what can I work on with my game? What did you see that was weak? I had a kid tell me that like three summers ago. His older brother actually told him to come talk to me. And he was like, the kid was cooking. He was like 15 years old. He was going to go to L.A. and play at some high school out there. And I was like, yo, yeah, like, wow, you really wow. want to work on your game? I was, it was like a breath of fresh air because all the other kids <laughs> in the gym was like, oh, I'm nice already, yeah. I'm nice. And I'm like, yo, this kid has a legit left and right hand. He can finish yeah, around wow, the basket. Yeah, he can wow. finish, not score. Yeah. He can finish mm-hmm. with contact and all that and can shoot, but didn't. He would always keep his dribble, always keep his position, always keep the triple threat. Did very little stuff on the court. And then 
I look at it, I'm just like, yo, it's gone. The, the, the lore of basketball to me in this city is gone. Do you feel like the same way coming from Westport, coming from Brooklyn, coming from Nike Pro, all that? Yo, Do you feel it's still there? The game of basketball is disgusting right now, <sighs> especially in New York City. I can't, I can't go to a park. I can't watch a tournament game. I can't go anywhere and not want to vomit at the level of basketball. No, and I'm being honest. I, I believe you. And, I believe you know, I'm going to go on record by saying and one mixtape destroyed the game of basketball, especially here in the world. And yeah. you know what? It's that, and you know what? No, I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking uh, my, my guy up at uh, 155th EBC, yeah. but that entertainment, basketball, that generation is looking at that and thinking that that's basketball. That's entertainment basketball. That's not basketball. You got these, these kids that want to do what these entertainers do, what they was doing in the M1 mixtape, thinking that that's basketball. And we got a whole, the whole generation is, you know, the whole, that they're killing the game of basketball right now. And it started, and I don't go on record by saying it, it started with the L1 Mixtape Tour. Did everyone want to be traveling? Everybody wanted to be a professor, yeah, throw professor, the ball off the way. Yeah, yeah. Pull the ball over there, uh-huh. make that movement and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. But not, it's not even that. It's just people didn't work on their game. They worked on individual things. Like, I'm going to work on this handle. Yeah. And I can be able to cross you. Yeah. Not, not like, like, where we come from, you had to, if you wanted to score, you had to score. Mm-hmm. You had to be a scorer. Like, mm-hmm. you Every way, no one. There couldn't be one thing like, yeah, we gonna force him right, and this game is over, or we gonna force him down low because he can't shoot or whatever. Like, it, there was, there could be no weakness in your game, and that's the New York. I remember the dudes like you and other dudes. Cause I remember going to the when I first started working in 2005. He was playing live, and Slim was bringing me down. And Slim Blue, everybody would come to the games and we played. And um, got what teams? Ghost Jam. Yeah, he was on Ghost Jam. He was on Ghost Jam. And I remember Slim was telling me you changed from Brooklyn United. Nike One. Nike One. Nike One. So he was like, yo, he's not going anymore. It's going to be a big thing. And you had like a couple dunks like from the dotted windmills and all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, this dude is killing. Like he really brings that intensity from the league here. And then I watched a couple other dudes. And I remember there was a dude that um, got to Utah. I forgot the kid's name. He was on the Nets and he got to Utah. Sunday out of games. Sunday out of games. He mm-hmm. played. And I remember y'all went at it like one game. I was like, yo. I was looking at the other guy. I was like, yeah, that kid's hungry. And then I saw you going, like, I think y'all both had, like, 36 points or something like that. And I was just like, damn, B. I went to Nike Pro when it's at Baruch. If, the, if, un- unless an NBA player comes through, like when Kyrie and um, Nate Robinson went at it. Right. But that that wasn't like what I used to. And I'm, this is free. Mm-hmm. This is free. I went there before I went to work. I was be sitting in there and be like, yo, I got to go to work after this. But I'm, and, and this, if this game don't end, I'm staying right here in this mm-hmm. gym. Now, when when you, when people leave New York, it's not it's not the same anymore. Nah. It's not the same anymore. Dude, dudes used to come here for that. I used to tell my cousins like, yeah, I gotta come up. I gotta see these games. You seeing pro basketball? You seeing elite players go at it, hungry for free, mm-hmm. for free. Now, dudes, it's awesome. I don't play out there. No more. I don't. I don't. I don't do this. Mm-hmm. And that that is one of the things I commend you for. Cause I remember like five, six years. I seen you like. I went there every year. As long as it was at Hunter, it was right by my job, so mm-hmm. I went there. And then when they changed to Baruch, I stopped going. But then I went to Hoops in the Sun and all that stuff. And I went to West Fork. And shortly after, you got the, <laughs> the Lakers deal. Um, L. 
told me he was making a joke at West Fork, and this is the second time I met you on my day shift. You came through, yeah. and I think that's when you got the smushkillate. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm being all the way real with you because we was me and my other man because he, he knows you personally too. Yeah, I can't yeah. him mention his name, but he knows you personally too. And he was like, "Yeah, well, wow, wow. he used to come back from the seasons on the train." And I'd be like, "Yo, Smush, you got the big checks." And I'd be like, yeah, I'm "I like, still get that." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yo, I said maybe the dude, he, he got it. Like maybe he's being smart. He's being smart with the bread." But the second time I met you, you came through West Point, and this brings us to my next question. And you had Air Force Ones, they were green, <laughs> so you know, they were green and like tan. And in the middle of the Air Force One was a silhouette of you bringing the ball up. And L was like, you a vain nigga. <laughs> 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 and I remember that's how cool y'all was. The was, was like, you a vain nigga. You just gave him a pound like, right, nigga, you ain't got sneakers like this. I know you have a big Air, Air Force One collection, but what's your favorite basketball shoe? My favorite basketball shoe? Basketball shoe. Shoe? I'm going to put two up there. Okay. No, I already named one. You know, the diamonds. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, you were explaining back then, I, I used to jump a little bit. Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember, but when Vince Carter came in with the boys. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah not, man. The, shot, the, the Nike shots, but not the uh, not not his first ones, the ones that the zip, zip up. up. The ones yeah, that zip up. up. Yeah. Those was hard. I yeah. had those. Yo, those that that technology really worked. Those yeah. boys yeah. really gave you at least another two to three. If you were athletic, yeah. they helped. They they gave you at least two to three extra. more inches, a little extra like bounce. Yeah. And they had a I, arch to it. I remember yeah. I, I was I remember I played in those in my actually in my uh, LA days uh, tryouts uh, summer league. I was jumping and I was jumping so high I didn't. I was like landing funny. Yeah. I was I was scared. I was, on my landing because I was up so high. I never jumped so high in my life. And they they just, they gave me an extra spring. I thought I was cheating. <laughs> no, no, I literally, no, no, hands down, I literally bought like four pair. I was like, yo, these, I'm gonna play in these forever. Forever. I remember those. I, I, remember those. I, I had, did too. I had a silver pair mm-hmm. and I had yeah. a black pair. I had the, the black the and red ones. Or with the, the black and red ones. Yeah, those are the ones I had. Yeah, I had those black and red ones. Those was hard. So see, I remember too, did the ad for Nike that Smush is watching. Yeah. And um, I believe Slim was out there that day. And he was telling me like when they had you they filmed you doing the windmill and he told me he was like, yo, Smush was done tired that day. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, it looked tired. He was like, I think that one of the takes you had told him like I got like two more left. <laughs> and you and I was just like, damn, me, that's so dope. And I remember just like watching you grow through the progression during the league and just like, damn man, this dude made it. And I felt like you were within reach. Like, everybody else, I was not close to Ray Fawson, but I was in that circle. I was not close to Adrian Walton, but I was in that circle. I was not close to R.J. Barrett, but I was in that circle. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not saying I was on the level of that ball playing, but I played with people that played with people that played yeah. with them, and at a time, I played against these dudes, you yep. know? But with you, I was like, damn, this dude, he's here. And when my favorite shoe came out, the 2K, 2K5 Hirachi, and I remember you were wearing it in your L.A. days. Okay. How did you feel? Because was that like a Nike deal? Because I, I didn't know what was going on. Because I remember you were doing advertising for Nike, and I know sometimes they bless you. Because shortly after that, the Battleground series came out, and it was yeah. real big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, nah, incorporated that, with you with that? Nah, that, anything that I did with Nike when I was, you know, did when I was in high school or basketball tournament, Nike basketball tournaments, that had nothing to do with my Nike.
Nike deal that I got when, like, when I was playing. All of that was just based on, you know, Nike you know, was involved with street ball in New York City. I was street ball. So that ad just came up because I was a street ball player at West Fortune. And I didn't get paid for that. I didn't, get no, wow. I didn't get no sneakers for that. I know that was plastic. I, all I mean, over I, was, I, was, I was in high school at the time, so I couldn't get. I couldn't. You couldn't get anything. Yeah. You can't yeah, take yeah, nothing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that's wow. why they they put all that money into you know marketing and promoting that stuff. So that's why the, the billboards was everywhere. Wow. And I, I don't know if you know. I also did another ad. I didn't know. Wait a minute. Wow. I, I think I know. <laughs> yeah. I did another yeah. ad when I was in high school, and that. Billboard Red. actually ended up on Helson Street on one of the buildings. It's five story side. I didn't get wow. paid for that either. So, in high school, just walk around. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. everywhere. All, all of that because of street ball. All of that because of street ball. That's amazing. Wow. Um, but when I got to the NBA, yeah, you know, I, I don't know who I called at Nike. I don't know how it happened, but I knew that. Actually, the guys at Cleveland asked me, what, what do you want to wear? I said, I want to wear Nikes. So they just, you know, Cleveland, they you know, had some generic, you know, yes, size 12. Yeah. I, wore, I wore, you know, Nikes in my rookie season, and automatically, I guess that, you know, made me a Nike, a Nike guy. They was able to call it Nike and say, we need some 12. Yeah. So that just followed me through the... Yeah, like if you if you if you if you come in and you're not, you know, sound anybody, yeah. uh, they'll ask you what preference yeah. sneaker you wanna wear. And then they'll, you know, call a cut like oh yeah. no yeah. professional basketball players actually pay for their sneakers. Unless they yeah. unless yeah. unless you're Nate Robinson and you're going out there buying your yeah. own yeah. Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, or Swaggy P playing in Yeezys. What's that about? That's 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 Swaggy P. That's just him. Yeah, that's just him. That's just Swaggy P. Trying to destroy his career. I mean, he destroys his career. Never mind. So yeah, they just ask you, you know, what shoe do you prefer to play, and you tell them, you know, I want to wear. And they'll call up the dealers and they'll get sneakers set. Yeah, you don't have to have a contract with anybody to get the, these companies sending sneakers to play. In. I mean, that seems like an easy call. Yo, this the Cleveland Cavaliers. Get them to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs them now. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now. Now. Yeah. 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 You got a design already for him. Who you signed? Mm-hmm. Did you have any like type of? Uh, did you have or see any like pregame rituals? Did you do anything like well, did you have to do every game? Yeah, but uh, see something that was like really weird in locker rooms pregame? Nah, I didn't see anything weird. I don't know if I've ever seen anything weird. To, to, to piggyback off his question, that was something that I was going to ask. I know that Phil Jackson had rituals that he did before the game to prepare y'all for the game. Did, did y'all yeah, ever do that, any of those? That, that, that wasn't an everyday thing. He actually did that, you know, a couple of times in the playoffs to kind of just prepare our minds like during the film session like we'll be uh before the games it's not that's not like on game day it was the time we're preparing for a game we'll have the team in the uh, in a room like this we'll be watching game tape and he'll, he'll say you know what everybody sit up straight in your chairs cross your legs <laughs> Zen out. yeah 
you know, have some, you know, Free incense. Y'all. <laughs> the light real dim. Yeah, I'll be talking in his, his his voice. You know, sit up straight. <laughs> cross your eyes. Cross your legs. You know, lock your hands. Pull your shoulders back. Close your eyes. Think about the ocean. Did that stuff work yeah. though? Did, Did it, it really you? work? I mean, put you at ease. I mean, it, it it takes away, it clears your mind. Put okay. it that way. Okay. And it, I mean, that's what the purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, everybody has you know things going on in their life. You know, personally, you got wife problems, kids issues, parents, you know, jobs, uh, finances, bills, but. He wanted us to focus on the game plan and get our, fix our minds ready to receive what what what, what we're about to do. So he'd have us, you know, sit up straight, you know, clear our thoughts, you know, think about the water and the, and the, the waves hitting the, the, the sand and receding back and then coming in, then receding back. And imagine you're on the, you know, sitting in the sand just looking out. You know, all of that was just to so, you know, clear your mind from the, the trash that you, you know, uh, the pressures of life. Yeah. Who did you see in this place? This dude is cooked and, and I'm eat you alive. <laughs> nah, nah in, in my in my time, in my era, there was no days off. Right. There was no team that didn't have a point like I wasn't nice. Right. So again, I had the underdog, I had the underdog mentality. There was no point that I was like, yo, I'm about to destroy this guy. No, I was like, no, I need to bring it or I'm gonna get embarrassed. Or I, I need to bring it and you know, match this. Le- I, I need to play play at the level that he, this guy is playing. Yeah, at. Yeah. Uh, so I never went into a game thinking that, oh yeah, I'm about to eat tonight. No, I just I went in every game thinking, oh, you know, if I don't if I if I don't bring, it, I'm, I'm gonna get embarrassed. Yeah. You know, Chauncey Billups. You know, Mike Bibby was a big back. Mike Bibby. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Parker was just coming up back then. He was a young Tony. Young, fast. Yeah, he was fast. You know, I don't know if you remember T.J. Ford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, the balls he was, of, he was yeah. the fastest he was guy the I've ever had to guard. He was on the Bucks. Yeah. He was the fastest guy I ever had to guard. Yeah. You know, Chris Paul. What about Steve Nash? I was like, who was your toughest person? I was, I was, I was, I was, I was getting there. 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 I was working my way up. I was working my way up, man. But this is when D. Will was on Utah. Wow. Yeah, Ooh, that, that was a, that was a different deal. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 Think about it. He's saying, yeah. he's saying all yeah. these names. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Baron David, Young CP3, Young CP3. Yeah, yes, yes. Wow, you guys, savvy veterans like Sam Cassell. You know, was still getting an easy 15 and 20 points a game. Jason Kidd. No, no, that was my rookie season. My bad. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, AI was it? Is there really? anyone you played that like blew you away when you were playing them? Like, yo, I'm going against this person right now. Yeah, my rookie season when I got a chance to play play against Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have one. I'm a competitor. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't get starstruck. You know, it's not you know a guy that I met. And I was just like, yeah. but to the rail. there was a moment. Yeah, because it was MJ's last season, and it was his last time coming through playing in Gundarena. So, of course, they had, you know, they took the time out to, you know, really, like, applaud Mike or whatever. And I remember 
you know, out of, I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm still trying to make the team. I'm, I'm playing hard. And there was a timeout called, and he walked by me. And for a second, I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my Jordan. Jordan. And for a minute, I just, I, I just took it all. I was like, wow, on the same court as Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's crazy. And the crazy thing about that is, my face or my image was on a playbill that night. Oh, wow! So I have a signed playbill my, with my with my rookie season with me on the cover of Michael uh, Michael Michael Jackson, Michael <laughs> Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan signed a playbill, mm-hmm. and I, I wore a pair of sneakers. For that one game, and I had him sign it, and then I bubble wrapped it, and I still have it. That's, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. up. That's what's up. That's what's up. You can't buy that shit. Nah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's priceless right yeah. there. That's crazy. That's crazy. Same quarter as the gold. Yo, and I grew up. There's a guy I grew up watching. Yeah. I was, listen, I, I literally watched Michael Jordan have uh, Michael Jordan's playground. VHS oh, <laughs> every day. Classic. Me too. Every day. When he was playing that kid one on one, I was like, yo. That shirt was fire, though. That shirt. Yeah, that VHS I played to the ground I, every day just watching Mike's highlights. Come fly with me. Oh, man. VHS. Yeah. Airtime. One of the greatest. All of that. And I'm like, yo, I got it. I made it, and I got actually got a chance to play with this man on the same court. You know what? Switch up or something. You know what? This I think I I want to believe because I know it's out there. I've been trying to. I've been searching for this photo. I think there was a uh, he switched out on me, and I had him on a baseline. And there was a picture of him guarding me like this and me with the ball. It looked good. It looked like you was if I had any kind of mindset back then, I would have saved that picture. Now I can't even find it. Uh, I can't even find it. I know the date. I know the date of the game. NBA TV got it somewhere. I think it was like January 24th, 2002. Getty Images. Yeah. Yeah. I was on Getty Images. Damn. I was on Getty Images. I was on Getty Images. I was on Getty Images. Somebody out there in Cleveland recorded that game. Somebody got it. Somebody got it, man. We got to find the archives and screenshots. Yeah, we got to find that. I did my search. I can't find it anywhere. And I'm not the only one that saw My brother saw it, too. Awesome. Well, other than that, you know, I'm gonna go on record, you know, because I know I'm not gonna get answers. You know, Shaq is one of the greatest guys I've ever met, and um, in the game pumped. too. Other than Lamar Odom, he's he's, he's the total opposite of Kobe. Okay. Not, the total opposite. Like if you hear KB is a asshole, Shaq is the total opposite of that. Like he's so down to earth. You know, I'll give you a story. I'm at a um, 40-40, you know, watching a Roy Jones fight by myself. Um, just chilling, you know, just, you know, by myself in New York City. I don't need a whole entourage. Shaq rolling. He's by himself. Everybody looking at him like, oh, Shaq, by yourself. But, you know, me and him chilling upstairs in one of the back rooms, you know, talking about, you know, L.A. times and having sharing Kobe stories. Sharing a couple laughs. You said that shit to me, too, no. <laughs> No, we shared a couple laughs. He be acting like that with you too, man. Yeah. Okay. Nah, he was like, "Yo, Smush, yo, what you doing next year?" I was like, "Yo, I'm a free agent right now. I don't, know, I don't know what I'm doing right now. You know, my agent's working on something." He on the spot, picked up the phone and called Pat Riley. 
Pat Riley, Pat Riley didn't pick up, but he left him a message. Do you know the very next day my agent had a contract from a from the Miami Heat? Wow. wow. So that's how you got that's on the heat. heat. That's how I got on the Heat. Wow. wow. Yo, real Shout talk. Shout out to Shaquille O'Neal. That's real. That's, that's real. crazy. That's yeah. real. And I ain't never too, met too, him before, after, before that day. That's real. Nah, that's real. I got it. I need to meet Shaq. Yeah, have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you give me on TNT? <laughs> <laughs> Word, man. I want to be on TNT. Give me on the um. Give me on Utah or something. Uh, <laughs> the backup. The backup. <laughs> nah, Shaq, 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 type of dude. He'll come in here and kick it with all of us and just get back at have some laughs, man. man That's what's up. That's love. Nah, he look like that. He's Shaq yeah, look yeah, like he's that. He's a genuine yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. I love when him and Charles is going at it on oh, TNT, God. man. No. I love that, man. Yeah. <laughs> man. What do you think of the whole um, LeVar Ball thing situation? I know you don't watch. You told me you don't watch the last one, but I know you heard about it. I heard about it. My question is this, because we had a discussion about it, and you touched on it briefly when you talked about how you had to attack, how you came into the league. Mm -hmm. Supreme confidence. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that he's invoking supreme confidence in his children or that he's encouraging them to have supreme confidence? I don't think what he's doing publicly is has anything to do with trying to promote confidence in this kid. I think that's just all marketing. Right. Yeah. That's just a form of brand. Have you guys seen like a video of him playing? Oh, he was awful. I saw you see how he averaged them two points a game. Let's put it like that. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not worried about what people say about him. He's just drawing attention to his son. Yeah, man. and it's working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yo, the man was on ESPN talking to Stephen A. Smith, talking about he could beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. Right. Uh -huh. No, I mean, not. not. <laughs> Listen, but that gets a million it, views it, on YouTube. They're talking about that. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what it is. That's what basketball YouTube reaction I agree with you <laughs> to, to an extent I agree with you because everything seems premeditated now everything is, is premeditated everything every move mm -hmm. social media and the attachment with social media to the game and how now more than ever in every sport, you're more involved in the person's personal life, more so than what they're doing on the field, Before, on yeah. the court. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that there's any way they can change that? No, because basketball in America is not a sport anymore. It's a business. I mean, it hasn't been for a long time, but I'm just, I'm just realizing how much of a business it is, even down to the uh, AAU basketball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's become a business. And it's unfortunate that the, the, the sport aspect of it is being subtracted from the game because that's where the fun is. That's where the love is. Now it's become a business. How you have to approach it like a job. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a job. You're getting paid to play basketball. You're not getting paid to work basketball. And, and people are working the game. And, I mean, from the from the corporate guys on down, it's all about, you know, making money. It's all about money. 
we see it with the numbers this year too. It's the highest, most highest attendance, yep. uh, most watched games ever this season. Mm-hmm. So the NBA, with its popularity, is making a ton more money. Even the jersey sales are the highest it's ever been. I, I don't want to. I mean, I hope I don't start a pot. You know, I, I, I get in trouble by keeping it too real sometimes. But uh, why do you think there's so many uh, foreign players in the NBA now? Uh, Europeans. I mean, yeah, that market. Yeah, they they they, they global, global appeal. That's why the jersey says that. Yeah, and he wanted he wanted it to be a global league. He didn't want mm-hmm. it just to be the national national association. Okay, so now yeah. that's why we have so many imports. You, you can't you you, you, can't, you can't possibly tell me that the, that here in America there's not several players. That are my pair where basketball actually like created can't do what some of these other guys, these these Europeans or these other foreign foreign players are doing. So that leads to my last question: Who is the greatest player that never made it in your book to the NBA? And we can stick to New York if if you want. But I mean, greatest player that never made it. In my eyes. Mm That's tough because I actually played at that level, so I know the skill set and what it mm-hmm. takes to get there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like if you can't base it off like, like maybe, maybe not the best, but like the closest to yeah, somebody that like you that deserved know, a shot in the That's right. No, but but yeah. there are guys who in in New York that I know that got shots, but I mean. The business of basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can say I watch. I grew up watching John Strickland play, and I seen him play in tournaments. And he averaged fifty at every game I watch. Fifty points. Like I've never seen a game where he didn't get fifty points. Easy Easy. And I'm not saying he's the the best power forward I've ever seen, you know. But I've seen him like he score at will. Like no one can stop him. But can I say he has a pro game? No, he doesn't. He's a big man that doesn't have a jump up, and you need that in the league. He he can't jump, he can't dunk, but he gets fifty. So I don't. What do you do? (laughs) And then it's almost like I remember Conrad McRae. Oh, man. Bro, he, was, he, he was the oh, first man. Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah. oh my word. He was the Dwight Howard before what? Dwight Howard. Oh, man. Conrad was Conrad was if Conrad played in the game now, he would eat. Up and down the floor, yeah. He but he grew up in the era where the, the big man was the backup. Big man they back to the basket. Back to the basket. They didn't want that, you know, inside pivot swing move, one dribble back. He definitely man. Man. That's ironic because they're both in the, uh, the first and one team. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? They're both in the first and one team. That, that, that first one doesn't count. Yeah. That first one doesn't count. Cause that, I mean, yeah, that was that just was footage. footage. That was just footage. That was just footage. Yeah, yeah. that was just regular footage. Yeah, it was. The second one was when they went out and filmed it and added stuff. Just the trick, too. Contact, contact, extra. Yes, I missed both. How, how was how was it playing with um with Adrian Rolls at Fordham? No, I, I honestly don't remember. Um, I know it was just a uh, effed up situation that they put us both in. 
because uh, we could have been a dynamic backcourt had we had it been pushed that way. Um, I was already there when he got there. I had no idea they was bringing him in, and he didn't know that I was there when they when they brought him in. So they didn't say, "Okay, y'all gonna be the backcourt." You know, he was gonna be the one, or I'm gonna be the one. He's gonna be the two. They didn't say that. They was like. Okay, he's here, he's the point guard. I'm here, I'm the point guard. Y'all gotta go head to head. And I was like, yo, we gotta compete against each other. Yeah, that's not fair. Instead of working together. Yeah, so at that at that time it was more like we had to compete against each other for a spot. Mm-hmm. More so than work with each other, because this is the backcourt that, you know, they were trying to raise up in New York City basketball. So from from jump it was like we were we didn't see each other as teammates, we just saw each other as, you know, opposing yeah. Yeah. In practice, they never put us on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even build chemistry no, to see no, if it no, even no, would have worked. No. Yeah. Um. Do you want to get into like coaching in the future? Like maybe at a lower level, like at high school, like teaching kids to play the right way. Like, I don't. Yeah. Well, coaching and teaching is two different things. I do want to go into basketball skills development for the kids and teach them, you know, certain things. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to coach. Okay. I don't want to coach. My last question, what was your favorite city place? Good question, because I talk about that all the time. Because I, I can talk about how my rookie season in Cleveland, before LeBron, this was before LeBron, this one, you know, Cleveland wasn't popping. But it was popping to me because I was a rookie. I was in a league. I was getting I was getting paid every first and 15th. I was, I was, I was being exposed to, you know. Hey, how you doing? You know, my name is Smush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that year was fun for me. Then you get out to LA, and the best thing about playing in LA was, the, you know, playing for that the the uh, in front of the entertainers that the, the yeah. entertainers that entertain the world. Other than that, I didn't like California. Really? I don't like California. Too many fake people. Everything about I, there's a list I could go I could go over <laughs> how everything about California is fake, yeah. all the way down to the weather. Wow, people the weather is fake. Listen, okay, let me explain why. <laughs> Yo, listen, this ain't real. This ain't real. Okay, nah, nah, no, real talk. You, you can ask anybody who lives out there. If it's if it says it's 80 degrees, it's only 80 degrees when the sun is out. If you're sitting in the sun, you see you walk or you. You know, stand under a tree, the temperature drop about 20 degrees. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's only warm. It's only warm if you stand in the direct sun. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to dress up there. Yeah. That'd be messed up. My surroundings get sick. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. <laughs> 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 the weather is fake. <laughs> 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 fake weather. That's crazy. That's crazy. No, everybody praised Cali for their warm weather. It's fake warm weather. I mean, if it's warm in New York, if it's warm in New York, it's hot. It's like it don't matter if you're in the shade. You 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 try to find shade in New York on a hot day, you still gonna be like. <gasps> out there, you get you out there. Your your shorts, your white beater, your flip flops, whatever you your chocolates, whatever you wanna. You you, you end up in a shady patch. You out there like oh. Where the, where the sun go? You go searching for the sun. That's cool. 
Who's your, who's your favorite hip hop artist if you listen to hip hop? Yeah, we can't get to that. Yeah, we can't do it. 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 For having me, man. For sure. Uh, we do we do a segment on here called Random Thoughts, where whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart, doesn't matter what it is, you get to speak about it, speak it out. So if you want, I'm gonna let you simmer on it a little bit, so you can think about something. Uh, any of y'all wanna go first? Siobhan? Oh, 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 no, kid, no, kid, no, no, kid said he got it. Oh, kid said he got it. Go ahead, kid. <laughs> I only took my glasses off for smush because that was an intense conversation. Let me rehash that. When you told me your age, I understood. I'm not, right. you know, you're yeah. 27 years old, man. I'm 36. Right. I got you by 10 years. Right, right. So, I mean, I went through my Jordan era, and you're not 30 yet. So, right, you're right. still experiencing, you know, Jordans that I had. When right, you, you when you probably couldn't get them, right. that, and that's why you know they they uh, they they mastered that yeah yeah they mastered the, like they yeah. they know that there's a generation of kids that saw the Jordans but they couldn't afford them at one time, and that's why they keep bringing them back out. But but there are fools who keep buying the same Jordan yeah. over and over, and you have you have like five pairs of Space Jams that you bought. Each year it came out, but there's nothing different about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. All right, though, let me get the okay. All right, my bad. Earlier in the podcast, we briefly mentioned Gilbert Arenas. Oh, yeah. We? Or you? Where you? <laughs> yeah. You did. <laughs> we. Yeah. Okay. okay, and by we, which leads to my random thought, I mean every. Black male who appreciates black women. Oh, I know. Okay, all right. Well, we, we, we go on. And I've made this known several times over the podcast that I think black women are like the most amazing thing on the planet Earth. Which disturbs me. Which. bothered me. I was a little perturbed when I heard. This man, Gilbert Arenas, say that Lupita Nyong'o is not attractive. Can somebody look her up for me? I don't know who she is. I got you right now. Uh, yeah. the chick from, uh, I think that woman is the slave. I got you. I don't. I don't watch movies. I got you. Listen, I have. I can't watch. I will bug out. Yo, yeah. I can't watch that movie. Lupita Nyong'o is probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. In my life, natural. That is a beautiful, dark-skinned black woman. And in like a society where like a lot of like young mm-hmm. black women, her complexion are like really having a hard time accepting who they are. The fact that this dusty motherfucker. <laughs> All right, wait, watch. Well, listen, Gilbert got them guns. I don't care. I don't. My nigga, I don't care. This is how. This is how. 
vehemently I'm ready to fight for this. This is how Queensbridge I'm ready. I'm that Queensbridge ready for you, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm on the 41st side of 12th Street. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not coming. In. I'm calling Daniel Artest and that's it. He's not coming. Yo, Daniel Artest is a crazy strong dude. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. Him. that's I, a big ass yo. fucking dude. dude. I seen him. I seen, seen him break the gate at the Rock of Ages. That's, that's a strong big ass fucking Good dude, big, big ass fucking yeah, dude. Yo, no that's joke. A, that dude's a strong That's a big motherfucker, dude. man. Oh. I think he's stronger than Ron Artest. He is stronger than Ron Artest. He is right, yeah. That's scary. And that's scary. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, look, Gilbert, you don't understand. Like, you're a, a, a black person, like, a black male in like society. And to give context, Gilbert Arenas went on a crazy rant of just dissing black women. Not a track of And I'm just like, yo, how can you say that? Like, there's young black men looking at you. And I understand the whole now wait, now wait, hold on, wait, wait, no, 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 not that. I was gonna say one, no one checking for Gilbert Arenas anymore. And that's why he went on that tangent about all that stuff. Because he only does this stupidity to get back. No, I get it. And you know what, my nigga? You know what, my nigga? You got it now. Now you got it. Now you got it. You got that with the fucking attention you were looking for. You still got the, the 150 from the league, right? Yo, you got that attention you looking for, my nigga. That's so, like, you're so out of pocket. Uh, that shit's crazy to me. It's not, to me, it's not surprising, though. This man, his character, not, yeah. I mean, that don't make it, to a black that don't make it okay. He, he, no, no, you're right. It doesn't that make it okay. I'm not saying it's okay, but, but it's not surprising. Yeah, for him to say that, it's, it's like... Not even, it's not even a shock value to me. Yeah. I never want to slap a celebrity so quickly <laughs> in my life. But that was my random thought. I'm like, yo, that's too fuck. Like, that's crazy. How can you say that? Like, you are birthed from a black woman. You are... Black women created Earth. Like... Created Earth. They're the original person. Like they started all this shit. That's my. Who next? Oh, you next? Are you? Are you? You next? I'll go next year. What's your? Oh yeah, I didn't touch on this last time. All right, this is gonna be brief. Tax time fly. This is this is this is this is my. Oh yeah. I wanted to bring it up about three, four, four, five. That's good. That's good. Matter of fact, let me stand over here. Let me explain something to you about tax time fly. Let me give a quick story. Two and a half months. We got about it's about two and a half month period where the average hardworking or non-working American gets an exuberant amount of money and one lump sum. And they decide to get what I like to call tax time fly. Now, there's some people who are quite humble. They, they appreciate this time. They get that money, and they're like, man, I'm going I'm to I'm remodel my house. I'm going to get some clothes for the kids. I'm going to grease their pockets. And we're going to save a little bit of it because maybe I want to do something later on in the years. There's some people that, man, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to do something nice for myself. I worked hard all year. I couldn't wait to get this. I'm going to do it. There's other people who may even pay off some bills. There's some people that don't even touch it. But then you got those people who like the front of their face and like the front. And front like they've been doing this all their life. All their life. 
all 365, and not even 365, all 10 months out of that year, you've been just getting it. You've been the flyest dude ever, and you can't be told anything during this time. So I'm going to give you a scenario of this young man that I know. This young man is an average, hardworking young man, and I thought, I thought he was an average young man. Every day you wake up, you know, I see him out and about in the streets, looked like he was walking with a purpose, so I assumed he had a job. You know, it seemed like he was now leaving. Got a new job. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know I, I, that's what I thought. I seen this guy. You know, he would get up every morning. Yeah, it, it just, you know, I, that's, you know, I never said nothing to him, but I assumed he had a new job. So, I was coming home since I work nights. I was coming home on a bus, and he was on the bus with me. And um, he made a comment about my sneakers. He was like, "Yo, man, every time I see you, you got some nice sneakers." And I was like, "Yeah, but you know, it's just kind of my thing. You know, I didn't want to bring glory to it. And whenever I, I bring up sneakers." I'm more than happy to explain where I got them, how to get them for a deal. But sometimes I'm just not in the mood to talk. But I'm never going to say, like, yeah, I do that, I do this, this is me. I'm not that guy. And then I, you'll probably never catch me in that in that bag ever. So he, he goes in, and a couple mornings I see him, and he was, he was making notes of sneakers, he will point to him. And it, after a while, it started getting annoying. So then, one day, I was wearing the 31s. And he points to me and said, man, that's the first Jordans I've ever seen you get. I was like, nah, I've had Jordans in the past. I sold them. You know, I got rid of them. But, you know, he's a real... How old are you? I'm, I'm 34. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I sold them. Literally, the only, I only have two pairs of Jordans. My 13s and the 31s. The 31s I recently got because I want to ball them. So, I wore them and I'm breaking them in. And he looks at me and he whispers to himself in an undertone, tax time, boy. And I, I had two stops to get to my house. When I say I laid into him, on the bus in the most professional whisper tone. I said, my man, I've been getting money for 12 years. 12 years. This level of money. Don't you ever, ever assume that I'm buying something of value to you now and assume that it's coming from taxes. I said, I can bring out a, a pair of different sneakers for the next three months, all, all down the line, and you'll be fascinated. And, that, and that's not even sneakers I wear every day. The sneakers I wear every day is different. He was like, oh no, I'm just saying, you know, you know, tax time, everybody get fly. I said, no, you was insinuating, I get fly. Tax time, I'm like, you was talking to me. You was talking to me. And I had to tell him, I said, you know who my tax bread went to my wife and my son. I took a thousand of that and I paid my bills and that was it. Nah, nah, I'm just saying, you gotta say numbers. I said, nah, I didn't tell you any numbers. I didn't tell you how much I got. I told you what I took. I said, the rest went to my wife and my son. That was it. And so he said, nah. And then another person actually took the time out to chime in on the bus. And I was one stop away. And the other person timed in. He said, yeah, like you see these people driving cars for two months. And then after that, they got to take it back to the dealership. I said, I said, who are you talking to? And so I'm looking at him like, I'm just saying. I said, so why everybody got something to say now? I said, I don't, I don't wear Jordan. I stayed on the bus five stops past my stop to go in with these people about how I'm not that guy. And I don't want to be perceived as that guy in my neighborhood. So then I thought about it, and I asked my wife, I said, Dad, you know, is it because I wear these things? And I realized, you know, people watch you. I've, I've learned that. Oh, people yeah. watch you. They see you. Oh, yeah. And they see you, and they see you, and you wear different things. And I have a lot of sneakers. I have a lot of sneakers. And I've reduced them by 75%. I had over 300 pairs of sneakers, and I'm going down to 60 pairs now. And I've literally given them away. I've given them away. I give them to kids who I feel are doing good in school that wear my size. I give them to people who are less fortunate who wear my size, and I send a lot over to Africa. And so they don't know that. And I'm not looking for profit afterwards. I'm just looking to be... 
this is the thing I've I've done, and we'll get into it on another podcast about why I wear sneakers, and I know that's gonna go into another situation. But then I was just like, damn, D, am I one of these dudes, these tax time fly dudes? And my wife said, she sat me down, she said, babe, babe, when was the last time you bought yourself something on tax time? And I said, nah, every tax time I pay my bills. She said, all right then. And she said, now when was the last time you bought sneakers? What's your regular check? And she said, if I'm correct, don't you have a budget for sneakers every check? And I said, you're damn right. I do. <laughs> I, I, do. I have an entirely separate card that my money goes to, so it doesn't affect my family bills, doesn't affect anything that goes to the household that I can spend on if I need to pay a bill. Young people, oh, oh, this, this is, is how me. you budget. That's how I budget my money. I, literally 97% of my money goes to the household. Savings and then household. And then that little rest, that 3% that goes to me, if there's a bill that's not paid, it goes to that. If there's a podcast that's not paid, it goes to that. But it's me. It's me. If I want to sit there and buy Chinese food for the whole week, that's me. You know, but that's how I was raised from my sister, actually, to budget my mom. And I grew up in a household where my mom slaved and that tax time came. It all went to us. She took us to Florida for our first time. She paid for all our school clothes. My moms would go food shopping. This is real talk. I know this doesn't happen. My moms would go food shopping in January to the can-can sale at ShopRite in Jersey. And we would have food for the entire year. The entire year. I don't know how she did it, but we would get canned foods. We would get meats and everything in the freezer. And it lasted for the entire year. Every, every now and then she will get milk and bread and little stuff to like add in with the meals like rice. Other than that, we was good. For the whole year, for the whole year. We went to Jersey, she'd go to Children's Place and get me like seven outfits, two pairs of sneakers for the whole year, and I was good. I was done. You remember that? I remember that vividly, vividly, because it was embedded upon me that we couldn't waste this. My mother made sure to let us know, and it wasn't awesome we broke or we poor. She was like, don't waste this, because I don't have it. And if you waste it, you disrespected me. So if I had sneakers, I couldn't I couldn't yeah, dare be like, Mom, I need a pair. I would wear them joints till my toes was moving underneath. And if she saw them on the floor, she'd be like, oh my God, you've been wearing these? I gotta take it for me get new snow. So I never experienced that tax time fly. So it was a personal jab to me. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, especially yeah. when I was coming home from work. It wasn't like I was coming. Yeah, like I'm looking like, yo, I'm coming from work, babe. I don't know what you do. I don't know if you actually work or not. And so I just want to throw it out there. Just be careful with your tax time fly jokes. You know? Uh, be careful where you're throwing them out. Be careful where they land. They might feel some kind of way about that. So just, just throwing that out there. Uh, See, now I can't even bring up my second thoughts. <laughs> Jay, what we got? My random thought. I think... Spurs is gonna win the chip. Oh god, don't get the start. I think I just threw up a moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that. It depends think, on the matchup. If they I see the Clippers, they're gonna lose. Whole episode yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the finals episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. Golden Super State. Something. Something is gonna happen. It's not gonna make sense. It's the, nothing on paper says the Golden State Warriors lose. But something is gonna happen. I just know. We gotta see. Something going. I can't even. I can't even go basketball terms and be like, "Well, the X's and O's." No. I just. I, feel I just got the gut, gut feeling. feeling. The Spurs is gonna take it. But what team is built to beat Golden State though? 
in the West. Golden State. Right that's, that's what, Golden there's State, no team in the Golden West. Golden State beats themselves. But this that's is what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Oh, you saying it's I'm just gonna be a random a, team a, that's just not, gonna beat Golden State. I don't think it's gonna be some random team. I think it's like either gonna be. It's gonna be like. Like either Houston or you know, some, it's gonna be somebody. Which I could see Houston. I think I, I think, I think Houston feeling. is the closest team that nah, can beat them. Like but James Harden gotta be phenomenal. He gotta be phenomenal in that series. got no real reasoning behind it. Just feel that way. Just feel that way. Okay. Golden State. James Harden gotta be phenomenal. That's the only way they're gonna beat Golden State. Okay. Cleveland don't really play defense no more, so it's like. You know what? Everybody's sleeping on Cleveland right now. I'm not because sleeping. because the way they they ended the season, no. but they did that for they did that on purpose. Wait till the playoffs start. They are gonna turn up. Watch. I'm telling you, man. Watch. Be anybody in the East. You don't think they're gonna turn up? You don't think they're gonna turn up? I love LeBron and shit, but we'll see. You don't think? I'm telling you, they gonna turn up, man. Watch. Oh, we are gonna talk about this on another podcast and be like, I told y'all. Either, either we watch. gonna be talking about this, or we gonna be talking about Yeah, man. Georgia, it's just me, Rome. I told y'all. That's what I'm gonna say, man. That's what the Bronx fan hope so, but. Oh, bro, what just, we got? For uh, locker employees. Whoa. <laughs> oh, are you talking? Wait, oh, let's, the back door. Let's get into it. No, no, about, I know what you're going to say. Oh, go ahead. That's another. That pissed me off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Leave me alone when I'm looking at shoes. I don't need <laughs> 10 different employees <laughs> within 10 steps coming up to me saying, what up, my man? The door ain't need even closed. You, you need any help? You know what that's too like before? Putty up and buy. Right. <laughs> I don't like when they stand in front of the sneakers. Yeah. And blocking them. Yeah. Why do they stand in front of the sneakers? I'm there with my sons trying to get them a new pair of shoes. I'm telling them, like, yo, you want this, want that. Let's look at the different options. Five different dudes within a minute. Yo, you need any help or something, my man? Just looking right at that commission, man. They working on commission. Hurry up and buy. They trying to get that commission check. I feel a breath on my neck, and they're like, "What size you need?" I'm like, "I ain't even picked this shoe out yet." Listen, that's how you get paid. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like someone said, they be standing there front of the seat. That's the problem. Excuse me, I'm trying to look at these Lebrons, man. Oh, but can I help you? No, just let me see the sneaker, man. That's how you can help me. Let me walk in. Jess was there, and if I need help, I'm fine with it, y'all. <laughs> I usually go to quiet first. Yeah. Yeah, 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 if I really I need help, use, me too. When, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, excuse like me. Five people going, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, my man. You made my week. I got you. They run back there. He's sweatless. They usually the ones with the tightest dickies uh, on. Uh, <laughs> 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 Family's on the top shelf, sir. I got things right here for you. Size one to bring to the counter. Yeah. Need all your socks with those? Need some buddy? Yo, you know what's the total opposite of that? I went to Models the other day because I'm just looking at <laughs> Models. No one works there. That's why. <laughs> they got like three people. Person on the register, somebody on the floor. It's the same. It's the same four people yeah. that's in the Models in Jamaica app <laughs> in the city. <laughs> what you doing over here? What you doing over here? Yo, I'm dead ass. I'm looking, I was looking at these actually, I got these online, but I was looking at these in the store and 
Usually, I'm waiting for the guy to be rude and go, you need some help? But I was sitting there for like five minutes. Damn. I ain't seen nobody. <laughs> it was just one dude by the jerseys, like three sections <laughs> over, and one person in the cash register. I'm like, yo, and the manager nobody work here? Yeah. It's a kid yeah. crying in the aisle. Yeah. It's like, yo, where are his parents? It just looked like total chaos, yeah. oh. but nobody was around. Like, and it, it looked like it was just me, like, like, Look like everybody yeah. got caught in the fucking rapture. And you stay. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, Jesus came down. back. <laughs> Jesus came back, and I'm just that bad. Like, oh. dang it. I've been to Models where they've told me like, there's no one working in the sneaker apartment today. What? And I walk in and be like, yo, so how am I get these? And they be like. What do you really want that's not on the aisle? <laughs> so you can pull the box out yourself, yeah. right? I was like, I looked, I was like, I don't want any of these. He's like, oh, you want Jordans? I'm like, no, I don't want Jordans. I want these, these Air Max. He was like, oh, well, we're going to oh see God. if somebody's back there. We can get a stock out. I was like, yeah, that's good. I'm, no, just I'm forget. Out. I don't want inconvenience you. Because they don't get commission. Mm-mm. So they just like, the shit, yeah, they just be on some, oh, man, I'd say you this weight set. You don't want no tennis racket. These champion sweats. Rome, what we got? Um, I just want to say rest in peace to Charlie Murphy, man. He was a great guy, man. I thought it was fake, but then when I seen it was real, kind of touched me. You know what I mean? So rest in peace to Charlie Murphy and peace and love to the Murphy family as well. What we got? I'm random thoughts. Yo, is this live or is this tape? Nah, tape. When is this gonna be in? Probably next week. Yeah. Oh, God. Yo, Rome, what we got? He's like, I've done a hundred of these. That's what it is. Um, My random thought then is going to Mohawkless. This is one of the best basketball stories that I've heard in a long time. Shout out to his agent. His agent is a real one. He had a clause in his contract that if he finished above 35% from the three-point line, he would get an extra $500,000. With five games left, he was at 35.1%. For those next five games, he did not attempt a shot outside the free throw line. Every shot was driving to the basket or finishing Moharkless on a Portland Trailblazer. Oh, wait, he's from New York. Yes, sir. He's from Queens. Yes, sir. Right. He want that, that money. money. Yeah. He want that money. Yes, he finished, he finished his season at 35.1% from the three-point line. He earned $500,000 tax-free money. Shout out to Moharkless. Shout out to Mo Harkless. Go ahead, man. And shout out to his agent for telling him, you better not take another three-pointer because I get 3% of this. (laughs) So shout out to his agent as well. So I'm just going to give you a shout out to Mo Harkless. That That is the best story that I've heard in years and years. Yes. Having that awareness and only finishing at the basket. Not outside the free throw line. Not one shot. Even if you miss the layup, you still get that. Literally. <laughs> literally. He had an open man. three. He said, nope. And passed it right back to the person that gave it to him. He said, nope. Not today, buddy. Yep. Not today. Don't worry about it. Hold on, Smudge, you ever had any type of like specialty 
like clauses in your contract. And, like, you'll make like one left hand layer. No, there was no, nah, it was like no, there was there was guys that have special clauses in that contract when I was in the league, and I know Kobe had a no trade clause. He was the only player that ever had at that time. Man. I don't know if you, y'all even heard heard of that before. Yeah, Melo yeah, got, yeah, yeah, got, yeah, got it now. Melo and Paul problem. Millsap. Melo and Paul Millsap on it too. But not for nothing, they didn't even say that when Kobe, when they was talking all that Kobe trade stuff, they didn't even yeah. bring that up. Mm-hmm. That was quiet. They didn't bring that, that up. They had a no trade clause. That was real quiet. Nah, he, he's the one that did it then. Well, he, he said, you know, he wanted to get traded. And I don't know if you remember that year, that, that summer, the Detroit Pistons and the Lakers came to take, came together. And the Pistons were going to trade away Chauncey Phillips, Rip Hamilton, Tayshaun Prince, and... Ben Wallace. That's their team. Yeah, that's that's, that's the whole team. Kobe. Just for Kobe. Just for Kobe. Yo. Yo. Right. Yo. They can get the Detroit ring. Yo, that's too. wow. That's Yo. a whole squad. And, and Kobe was like, nah. Nah. Because then it was going to be him and Rasheed, and that's it. Ain't nobody there. Wow. That's bugs. Can you imagine if they would have did that trade? They would have burned down the stadium. They would have burned down the It would have been worse when they were burning the Nah, the Lakers? The Lakers would have. Detroit would have been finished. Kobe would have definitely been depressed. It would have been him and she. She would have been punching him. Yeah. Oh, snap. Uh that's it for this episode though, y'all. Uh we're gonna go around. Any shout-outs y'all got? Go ahead, Rome. Shout-out to everybody, man. Everybody who listened to the <laughs> Let people know where they can find you. Let people know where they can find you at on IG. Word, shout-out to everybody. Word, man. It's Rome 179, man. Catch me on um, on Instagram, man. That's my name, man. I don't, I don't even know what else I'm going to say. Yeah, you good. <laughs> got Rome at the ROD, y'all. Shout-out. Shout out the world, world Shout out everybody. <laughs> Yo, it's your boy Joey Gold, aka J Manifesto. Shout out my little brother. You know, he's a basketball head. He's like, I honor to honor to interview by an ex NBA player. That's something like that. Or, um, it's Kid, K H I D underscore Um, that shouts to. Peter Niago. Gilbert Arenas. She don't know you. I don't care. <laughs> she's Nala in Lion King. She's Nala? Yeah, she's going to be Nala in like, Lion King Remake. Whatever. I can say, I can say something, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to say, say nothing. All I'm saying is, I, 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 in general, I appreciate like this podcast. This is one probably like the dopest episodes I've ever done. Like, if you told me that I'd be having like a legit sneak in the bank for like four minutes. Back in the world met up. To be here. Shout out to Mickey Facts, man. Yeah, that's yeah, all I'm getting ready to say. Much, yes. Man. That's it, we best much. So definitely yeah. shout out to Mickey Thank for sure. Facts. Mickey Facts oh, is a man. good dude, yo. Yeah, Real man. talk. Um, sneak ahead, Eric 11. Uh, shout out to Flight Jack is coming back at Allow Food.
That's right. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. 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 I'm you know, like, if, if, I, if I take it without the rice and the white sauce, I'm, I'm good for the week. Man, I'm good. It's five dollars. Nah, it's too five. good. You got to have the rice and the white nah, sauce. Nah, I got it. It's oh, for me to give drop this way. No, yeah. But, um, yeah, shout out to that. And shout out to, um, dang, I was going to say, Slim, who's going to have a big weekend. When this is, when this is going to go out, he's going to really appreciate this because I know I didn't tell him that Smush was going to be on here. He's a big Smush fan. So he know, you know, I got fans. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know about my enemies, man. I'm gonna put some on blast like this. Every two gay came. If you wasn't in there, he created you. So that's yeah, you how much of a fan he was. Put it like that. He created you and he gave you an 85 rate. So you, there you, you go. You shout out to Slim. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Smush. Alright man, just shout out to you guys for having me on the show, man. I appreciate, appreciate you coming through. I'll come back anytime, man. Definitely, yeah, definitely appreciate talk it. about sneakers and basketball oh, at any time. I want to give a shout out to uh, my church. I mean, yeah, it's not gonna be aired before Resurrection Sunday, but you know, shout out to the Rock Brooklyn. You know, uh, shout out to the Saints that you know fellowship. The Rams. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, wow. uh, it's your boy Soulful Mike here. IG and Twitter at S O L E F U L M I K E. Uh, again, shout out to Mickey Fax. Shout out to Joey. He about to have a show himself. Spin off. Yes, he's about to have his show coming up. So go support him out there. Make sure y'all get out to Brooklyn. Go get y'all tickets. April 19th, right? Yeah, April 19th. That's going to be... Let me look at the before I say the name wrong. Yeah, make sure you say it right. So everybody going to the right spots. It's going to be at the Gamble Forest, 231 Norman Ave in Brooklyn. Very nice. Very nice. So get out there, go support him. Shout out to Smush for coming through, holding it down, being a genuine person. Because either way, we met him at Mickey J. He was super real, yeah, super cool, cool with everybody. Playing 2K and all that. Yeah, man, 2K. He got that got dog with the Warriors. He got that win with the Warriors. Smush was yeah. like, nah, I got it now. I got He's it. threes yeah. and everything, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, you mean I got to get the, the, the circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. circle. Yo, once he got, got that, that, he was wet, though. So just for being a good dude, being humble, uh, shout out to all the listeners. And uh, follow us at Soul3Searching on Instagram and underscore SoulSearching on Twitter. And we out of here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.